0: I hope Miss. Ms. Well, Appleyard's name... first name is Pickin. 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 Pickin Apple Yard. Whose first name is Pickin? <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. Okay. I hope it's in the <laughs> In the? In the Appleyard. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24 year old actor and drama instructor. I like rooting anti heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 scripts on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this week is about a Spirit Weeks that you have had in your high school experience. I, I feel like I had Spirit Week, but it wasn't to the extent that apparently America takes Spirit Week. <laughs> yeah, so really it was just, did you guys also have, like, every day was, like, a different, like, theme? Yeah. Yeah, but just people, I guess, didn't take it as seriously as, I would say, like, maybe 20% of people would actually be dressed up in my um, school. Like, I feel like if there's five days and there's five different themes, it's like everybody picked two and then they did <laughs> two of them. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30 year old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And as far as I recall, we didn't even have spirit week. Mm-hmm. Like football wasn't a big deal in our school. Like we were a basketball school. So like we would have like... But you didn't even do it leading up to basketball? Not that I remember. I think we were a volleyball school. Hmm. Which is kind of different. That's that's that is new and fun and fresh. We had cheerleaders. But I don't think I ever saw them perform. Yeah, same. Yeah. It probably didn't help that both of us were art students mm, mm. Um, who did not participate in those things. Mm. <laughs> like, I played outside sports. Like, I didn't play school sports. I played soccer, like, outside of the school system. Do mm. y'all you know so. have baseball here? That's yeah. my that's my sport. Robin loves baseball. Huh. Anyway, fun fact, your turn. <laughs> fun fact, it's your <laughs> turn. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 27-year-old marketing coordinator from sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior
1: writer and a social media Media specialist at telltale tv i like over 40s otps and making playlists i'm on
0: twitter at sam casey's where you can find me yelling about television fangirling middle-aged actresses um and my favorite part of spirit spirit week was always like the actual game because you are a real american because it was usually also homecoming so like Spirit week would be like leading up to homecoming. And homecoming so, is different from prom. Yes. Oh yeah. We didn't have, Prom is not Homecoming is in the fall. And el-
1: everyone goes to homecoming. We not
0: did, just didn't get We didn't get it. We we don't didn't have have anything. So like you would have your themed days of the week. Like you'd have eighties day and everybody's like in their parents' clothes, wearing side ponies, pajama day. We had, we had a Disney, did we have Disney day one time? That's was I sure- I just costume so. day. And we all ended up dressing as Disney characters. Anyway, on Facebook, there's proof, Disney day. But, yeah, my favorite part was always the game because, like, I liked going to games anyway because all my friends went to games. And, like, there's just something about the atmosphere of a high school football game that is very fun to be at. Like, I will never watch football on TV. I think it is dreadfully boring. But if you take me to a, a live sporting event, I will have a great time. So we yeah, that to was. Live baseball, and we had a great time with baseball. Exactly. I love baseball. Baseball is exactly. really fun because it's, like, not as fast-paced. You can just get to sit there and, like soak up the atmosphere and mm-hmm. eat really good food yeah it's about the food the the friendship the energy the cats on the table <laughs> pv today we're joined by our special guest evie the cat <laughs> and less importantly casey oh! you're correct hi casey girl
1: hi do i introduce myself now yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <clears throat> hi hi <laughs> nice
1: nice to be here with you all on this fine <laughs> wednesday morning mm-hmm. thursday morning Yep. A morning. <laughs> Hi, my name's Casey. I'm 22 years old and I'm from Rhode Island and I do a lot of odd things. Um, One of those things being making fandom inspired candles. Um, So go check them out at Lost and Found Candle Co. Thank you so much. And um, Spirit Week. Spirit Week was a good time. We had like 80s day. We had, we always had geeks versus jocks day. Ew. Which yeah. was stupid. And yeah. I was always a geek. You're like obviously I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. You never see me without this hat
0: on. Yeah. yeah that's kind of weird cuz like in my experience now, a lot of jocks are geeks. Yeah. Yeah, Can confirm. In my high school experience, I knew I was part of like the nerdy group, but there were so many of us that I think we outnumbered the like right, right, quote right. unquote like typical stereotype of popular kids yeah
1: it was that
0: was a bad
1: theme one year we got to choose the themes but everyone just chose the theme the themes that we chose every single year so I was like (laughs) you're (laughs) stupid
0: why are you here
1: well that's the question isn't it why are we here
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh this could take all
1: day it's funny you bring that up you know existentialism uh really contributes to my paralyzing self-doubt and depression (laughs) Same! Why am I heckin' here? Why am I here as in like this room with you? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm here to mooch off of you and sleep on your couch. Um while Unity Days happens. Unity Days, if you don't know, it's a convention for the hundred happening in Vancouver, and it's this weekend, and these pals were nice enough to let me stay with them and I said thank you
0: because I don't have to pay money. If you're listening to this, you missed it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: So sorry. Come again next if it was year. The lot- it- <laughs> Just- <laughs> The show's over. It's the last one. (laughs) And what's really cool about Casey is that she listened to the podcast before... Uh, watching the show, and then she just recently watched the show in like a week and a half, like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Hour, Mm -hmm. Which, oh my god. Uh, (laughs) We actually recorded with her yesterday, ahead of time, because as you guys know, last week I mentioned that because of Unity Days, we are so busy this week. And um, so potentially, (laughs) this podcast is super late. I, I, I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. We shall see! Yeah. But, um, so we recorded a little bit with Casey yesterday talking about her, uh, relationship to the show, her experience watching the show and experience, um, listening to the podcast first. So we are going to go ahead and, um, and throw to that before we get started here. Whoosh! (laughs) Okay, so I assume that me tomorrow uh-huh. has explained what's going on here, but basically we have not seen the episode yet, as it is the morning of the airing of the episode. Um, so what we are going to do is, really quickly, I have some thoughts from listeners about last episode, even though it was 35 years ago. I would like to hear them. Um, tangerine, tangerine, tangerine. Yeah, so I have <laughs> some <laughs> tweets from at Token. The scene between Jughead and his grandfather reminds me of a scene from Breaking Bad when Walter White is talking to Jesse about how he sold his share of the business that he had with his best friend and ex-fiance, and then that business went on to be hugely successful and how that haunted him for the rest of his life. It is even the same amount of money, $5,000, which I can't think is a coincidence. Side note, Grandpa Jones would have graduated high school around 1950, I'm assuming, and getting paid $5,000 for a story would have been amazing in those days. Like, a brand new car was $2,000 or, f- or $5,000 would have been a more than decent down payment on a house. Yes, Grandpa Jones would have missed out on all the royalties, but you can chuck that up to a teenager who didn't know how to negotiate a contract, plus what 18-year-old in 1950 or even today is going to turn down $5,000. It's true. Yeah. That's a really good point, and I guess my main question then is, like, why didn't he spend that $5,000 on a house? Like, where did that $5,000 go? <laughs> I mean, he... Oh, yeah, he didn't, because they lived in the trailer. Did yeah. he buy a school bus? Where'd he get the school bus? Well, he just left. Yeah, I think that was, like, later. Also, like houses are really expensive. (laughs) Not back then though. $5,000. They said that would be a decent down payment on a house. My grandpa used to like build houses and you used to only need a grand for a down payment. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if we're learning anything here, it's that inflation has really screwed us. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is why millennials can't buy houses either. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, those are really good points. Those Um, are great great points. points. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was we brought up the fact that Bill and Fagin and Dodger are all characters from Oliver, or from Oliver. Oliver and Company slash Oliver Twist. Oliver and Company. Yeah, that's how. That's how, <laughs> that's I how we them. found it. Yeah, we it's watched so Oliver cute. and Company, and then we were like, "Wait a second, we're <laughs> um, stupid." But I also. Realized afterward that the reason why their last name is Dickinson is because Oliver Twist is by Charles, Charles Dickinson. Dickinson. Oops. No one accused us of being smart, and I don't think they should. And then the last one Charles thing, Chickens. Char- yeah, Charles <laughs> Chickens. <laughs> that one gets me every time. Um. So the last one that I wanted to bring up was uh, We Have Sweet Pea Thoughts. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think- <laughs> That Sweet Pea is coming back is because Jordan was on the Hot Topic Instagram and he said, I play Sweet Pea on Riverdale. He did not say, I played Sweet Pea on Riverdale. And also, Casey found some other things on Tumblr that happened on the live stream. That I did. Do you want to talk about the phrase I was, uh, he was on the Hot Topic Instagram? Yeah, he did a takeover on Hot, hot Topic. That's an incredible phrase.
1: I miss him, but he's going to come back this week because, um, I'm here
0: and mm-hmm. he's going to do it as a gift to me. Well, the people, yeah. the people who are listening to this. Oh, they already know they They're will like, know.
1: Casey, you're a dumbass.
0: No, but she's, she's speaking it into existence. So then when yeah. they listen to the pod, they'll be like, oh, wow, she, she really did knew that. it. Manifest that
1: shit, Casey. Manifest it. See, the thing was, I was looking for gifts of him in the Heather's episode because he does the little shoulder shimmy and I really yeah. wanted to find it. <laughs> but instead, I found this. Okay, so this is what he said on his live stream okay. on the Hot, Hot Topics Instagram on December 17th, 2019. Um, I cropped off where this is from but he said it so credit to him okay so someone asked am i coming back for season four he says that's a little bit of a mystery but i can tell you that you guys can definitely expect to see more sweet pea for season four and beyond hopefully then someone asked do i miss sweet pea i being jordan Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i miss sweet pea i know you guys miss sweet pea too but there is more sweet pea to come oh say sweet pea more times in that sentence (laughs) When will I be back on Riverdale? You know, that's a big surprise, and I think when and I think you'll be excited when I come back. When Sweet Pea comes back to Riverdale. It'll be great.
0: He keeps saying that it's a surprise, but then he said that it's going to happen. So it's like, so what's the surprise? <laughs> like 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 is the surprise that you're coming back? Because like is now he, I know that. Like is he a cult leader now? <laughs> or has he been on, like, maybe a secret mission for F.P.? Like, I don't know. I would really like if it turns out to be your theory of him leading the serpents while yeah. F.P. was gone and he get, F.P. gets back and he's like, thank you, I'm not good at this. I want that so bad, but, like, I feel like that time has passed now because yes. now he's, like, in the serpents and we have, like, bangs back and everything. Hmm. I'm like, what could it possibly be other than that that makes sense? You know what I mean? Well, if it's this episode... I think that would make sense because F.P. just put his jacket back on last week and then got shot. Mm -hmm. So if he's like, hey, boys, I'm home. And then Sweet Pea's like, like thank God. What if Sweet Pea is is keeping track of Gladys? Maybe. Like, something that would take him away from Riverdale or away from the main plot. hmm Well, like, my thing is that, like, him saying that it's a surprise, clearly he knows about it. So, like, has it been shot already? And has it been shot by December 17th? Like, like that makes me think that it's, like, soon. You know what I mean? Do you think maybe it has something to do with Katie Keene and Josie? Ooh. Maybe, because he did love Josie.
1: Oh my god, he went back to get her back.
0: I don't he think went, so. She's staying there. Like <laughs> <Well, laughs> his, his heart was in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> his heart is what? You know,
1: <laughs> his heart was in New York.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're gonna sound dumb if he does end up coming back this Stop episode. Stop it. I'm willing it into existence. Okay, good. Um, so what we're gonna do right now is we wanted to talk to Casey about her relationship with Riverdale and her experience watching it in literally like one and a half weeks. Sometimes. I can't believe you're still alive after doing Me that. either. <laughs> <laughs> Cause of death, Riverdale binge. Tea. So what was it like to watch that much insane content in such a short space of time? I
1: describe it as a fever dream. Okay. And I think that holds true. It's, it was such a trip.
0: Could you keep track of any of the plots? Uh, sometimes. And then,
1: okay. So, uh, have we announced that I listened to the pod first? I listened to the podcast first, then I watched the show. Um, <laughs> because
0: she, Casey just makes bold choices in her life, and that's one of them. I right? didn't want to watch it. But then Robin was like, just listen to the podcast. I was like, fine.
1: <laughs> and then I knew it was only a matter of time before I
0: would actually watch the show. Mm-hmm. She just wore you down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's how she does it. It's just persistence. Well, she's the most persistent person I know. Dedication. Yeah. These are all compliments. <laughs> uh what was the question you asked? So how did uh how did watching the Oh, so after yeah. um listening to the podcast affect okay. how you watched the
1: so, show? Yeah. It was really confusing
0: because
1: um, sometimes I would like, I wouldn't know if things like had already happened or if they hadn't happened yet because like I knew they happened because of the podcast. Mm. Um, So a lot of things were confusing. Um, <laughs> listening to the podcast basically made no sense at all. It was very confusing. I have notes here. Do I have anything? Which is
0: interesting because I've been told by people that they do that. So it's like, how do you guys do that? Like, why then? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I know I'm having, I think it's so cute and so cool, but I'm like- is it confusing or is it like it's entertaining enough that it doesn't really matter if it's confusing? Mm -hmm. Okay. I hope you're having a good time, whether you've watched the show or not. Actually, I did
1: write... Okay, I wrote something of actual use on yesterday. So... I think that by season three, it was a lot easier to follow because you were like more accustomed to like the names and like what had happened. Generally speaking, I think
0: by by season three, we at that point knew that some people were wa- were listening without watching the show, and so we were actively trying to make it make more sense for people. I have yeah. the incredible news for you because okay. I understood it a
1: lot. There we go. Thank you. But I think <clears throat> as I read off this piece of paper, that the most difficult thing um, was not being able to like actually see characters. And, like character interactions mm-hmm. and like properly put faces to names I for the life of me could not keep Reggie and Kevin straight <laughs> what Kevin can't well, I have great, straight either I was about to
0: say I have great yeah. news Kevin's not straight so yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I just like I knew they were like two separate people but I mm. couldn't keep track of like which one was doing which things I don't know I think it's because they both have like an E as the second letter in their name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure, 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 sure. I just it. I cannot do it. <laughs> so Betty
0: must have also been confusing within
1: those. <laughs> Betty, Kevin, and Reddy. Yeah. <laughs> Betty, Betty, I um, understand. Oh, and Veronica. Wow, a lot of second E names. E E as the second letter name. Mm-hmm. Much to think Fred, about. Much nope. to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
0: of this thoughts. maybe is a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now on to my big Riverdale conspiracy about people who have E as the second letter of their name. So basically how it affected my watch is that, um, it was, um, very, it, everything made a lot more sense when, like, I could actually see the mannerisms of the characters and stuff, you know? Because I think, like, seeing that and seeing, like, how characters, like, talk with each other and what characters are and what plot lines together, like, actually seeing it, like, makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's just a bunch of names scrambled together and you hear that they're like going after this guy who wears a hood and kills some people and you're like,
0: what? Did you find that you were predisposed to like or dislike certain characters based on whether or not we dunked on them? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's partially because we have taste. Mm. Mm -mm, I'm also thinking, I'm like... That's probably the only reason she put up with Alice in season 1 was because I don't shut up about it. I literally broke yep. here.
1: I said, mm, "Oh, where is it?" Oh, oh. Yeah, so I think that um that like if I hadn't listened to the podcast, there's definitely like I would not have cared for Alice at all in season one. Yeah,
0: that's um, fair. and then, that's like, so fair. We, absolutely, I, we didn't. No, we, oh, we no, didn't, you like, guys
1: ragged on Alice hard in season one. It
0: wasn't hard. They didn't make her character very um, likable. Yeah, Brittany
1: said so many times that she's a terrible mom, and I'm like. Brittany from the present would have words. That's
0: well, why I but almost... But to be fair, she wasn't a very good mom in season not. one. Oh, she was terrible. Yeah. But that's, like, that's part of why I almost didn't watch season two. I was just like, nah. They didn't make Alice a person until, like, the finale... And I'm just really, like, there's no, no like... You're like, that's my designated MILF. And yeah. Hermione isn't enough for me. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Hermione in
1: season one, her- take me back.
0: Like, Hermione, well, Hermione was enough. Hermione in season
1: one was great. It's
0: just that you could see, even in season one, like, especially with the Hiram thing, like, her character was pretty inconsistent. And she made a lot of decisions out of self-preservation, which was totally fine, but, like... Then the next episode, she would be a good mom with Veronica. And you'd be like, wait, what personality does she have this episode? Right. And so you're like, okay, I need something a little more stable. And so, and then you get into season two and you're like hoping like, oh yeah, it's going to be like Hermione and Veronica versus everyone. Nope. 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 It's like, I started the show for Machen. So I was like only having sort of a good time in season one. And then GIFs came out from 205- when she walks into the party, oh, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'll catch up. You're like, I'm back in. And then season two was fantastic, so. Yeah. Season two, Alice was baller.
1: Yeah. I miss her. Bring her back. She was a real one. I enjoyed her so much. Yep. Something I found interesting was that I hated Cheryl so much listening to the podcast. <gasps> <gasps> I hated her. I could not stand her anytime you brought her up.
0: Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>
1: But then the second I saw her on screen, I was like, I get it. She's
0: so <laughs> compelling. To life. She's yeah. compelling. Yeah. And yeah.
1: now I would die for. Her. Well, not now. I wouldn't die yeah. for her right now. But sometimes I would die for her.
0: season two and three. So much of this show actually rides on those actors. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. Like Madeline. Literally. Do you know how stupid
1: this show is when you're just listening to what's happening? <laughs>
0: yeah. You take anything from the, the Gargoyle game context. It sounds like a comedy. Yeah, Riverdale Out of Context, a great Twitter, by the way, you should follow it, mm-hmm. um, makes no sense. Like, you could make up plot lines, and it probably actually happened on Riverdale. Yeah. That's how insane it is. I don't watch Riverdale for good plot lines. No. I watch Riverdale for the characters, to be honest yeah do you have anything else about like just generally and before you want to go off on shoni i do actually i wrote down my favorite characters and my favorite ships my favorite
1: characters are as follows Mm -hmm. i don't think it'll come as any surprise to you sweet pea (laughs) of course Mm -hmm. fangs swangs if you will (laughs) i call them spf but i respect you shoni of course sometimes taste snake parents All the Mm -hmm. time. Quality. Season one, Hermione. Bring her back, please. Bring her her back. back. Sometimes Betty and sometimes Jughead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't really care for them together. Not that they're bad. I just, it doesn't do anything for me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's
0: not for me, but it's fine that it's there. That's one of the things that modern fandom can't really engage in. Is just because something's not for you doesn't mean that like it's a it's a bad no, thing yeah. for other people. I think they're great. Yeah, they um they're they're currently not getting in the way of my ships that I actually care about, so they can stay. I <laughs> mean, in terms of their story, ty- yeah. or their runtime, yeah, yeah, and like also Betty's not continuing to like roll her eyes every time Alice and FP interact. Yeah, I would
1: yeah. dare say that. Betty and Jughead are actually one of the. I hate separating ships into like healthy versus toxic because it's a lot more complicated than that. But generally speaking, I would argue that like Betty and Jughead are one of the. "Quote unquote healthier relationships on the show. Agree, I, I agree. I think they just communicate a lot better. Yeah, Shoni could take some lessons from them. Shoni could take some notes, um, and
0: Varchi could use some more writing because oh, they, they get they get the, the weird leftovers. They get when it comes to their
1: relationship. Yeah. So like like I can I see it and I am. Um, it's nice, but uh, it's just not like not my personal favorite. But I'm happy for you if it
0: is. It makes you wonder if it works because Cole and Lily work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. And I think mm-hmm. again they have actual argument. chemistry. Yeah, and that's like another argument in favor of you know emotions in the workplace actually do yeah. work out. So what was like what was the thing that made you like Sweet Pea while you were watching or while you were listening to the podcast? Was it just the way that I spoke about spe- Sweet Pea, or was it like actual things that Sweet Pea did? Great question. I think both. Um, he just
1: sounded like a very happy guy. And he sounded like he didn't have many brain cells, but he was always trying his best, and I can relate to that. And then... When I saw him, when I saw his face, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 we'll keep him. That's my boy." Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a crucial
0: question for you. What do you think about Ethel? She doesn't remember Ethel. <laughs> no. Laura from Stranger. No, she remembers Ethel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have the hardest time with Ethel because I want to like Ethel, and then she just is so unlike. No, I don't even want to like Ethel at this point. I think
1: they've they dug too hard into the like weirdo girl outcast no friends trope kind of deal.
0: Yeah. They leaned
1: in way too hard, and I am not a fan.
0: That's probably why Ethel has um completely disappeared. <laughs> uh, like her vision board, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure. manifest. <laughs> you know? Great. Do you want to talk about Shoni now, or do you have anything else?
1: Oh, I have some notes about what it was like, um, knowing major plot points. Oh, okay. Sure. Time, yeah. Such as who, like, the big bads of the seasons were and stuff. Yeah. So, um, I said that, like, knowing Clifford was Jason's killer. Like, Knowing that the whole time through season one, it pretty much, like, made sense. Because, like, he was just a big creep the whole time and you never trusted him. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal just came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. I watched the whole season knowing that he was going to be the Black Hood. And I was like, did I listen to that
0: right? It's him? Is mm-hmm. it really him? Yep, it's him. That's how you know that they probably threw a dart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, well, didn't we clock Hal at, when... It was the Nancy Drew book? We might have done, but I also feel like there were so many, like, directions into other people that it's oh, like, yeah. we basically, like, at, at some point during the season, we guessed literally everybody. Okay, fair. You know? It's true.
1: You guys did guess Hal at one point, mm-hmm. but it was just a shot in the dark. Nothing else makes sense, so maybe it's Hal. Yeah. <laughs> and that...
0: <laughs> and you were correct. ...was the key <laughs> to guessing Riverdale plot points. <laughs> but, unlike the Black Hood, when we got to Gargoyle King, yo... We did that with logic <laughs> and we got there and I remember that day when we sat down to watch that episode and we cheered because we did that. Do you have anything else that you want to bring up? Oh, I just <laughs> wrote that. Season three Alice made no sense. Thanks. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God.
1: Literally like watching that, knowing that like she's, she's working with the FBI the whole time. No, it doesn't make any sense. Watching season three, knowing that Alice is like working with the FBI, F- what? FBI the whole time. Like, no. No, it doesn't make any sense. When she's just burning family photos in hey. front of Betty, no. Oh you my f- God, I forgot she did that. Yeah. If there was any time to tell Betty, hey, trust me, I'm working undercover. It was in that bunker where no one else would ever find them or know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But no, instead she decides to burn family photos. Well, they-
0: well, they they did everyone dirty with that because they didn't even tell Machen that she was an FBI spy until like they read it at the finale, and she played it that way.
1: There's yeah. nothing in her eyes, just pure like 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 what's the word brainwash, opposite of love, Alice, apathy, yeah, malice,
0: yeah. Thank you, yeah. It, did, do you see why I didn't watch, like, the last six episodes of season three? Listen, you're valid. Thank you. I think a lot of season four has been cleaning up the mess of season three because they took the characters too far. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Season, season three, four
1: is moving so much slower, I feel uh, like, than yeah, season three. It's very I enjoyable. loved
0: season two. Season three could have... Season slapped. two was... Pop in mm-hmm. If season three had just been the Gargoyle K- King plot, it would have slapped so yeah. hard. So much. The minute the farm came up, like they could have had, they could have had the Gargoyle King, and they could have had Gladys, and not the farm, and it would have been a great season. Yep. Uh, but they yeah. they had the farm, and it just completely ruined it for me. And so season four has a lot of work to do to bring back my trust. It has made it up with um a f- ton of snake parents. That's true. Yeah. I'm deeply enjoying the snake parents content. Um.
1: Okay. And, let's see, most difficult thing. I hated Cheryl, but now I don't, and uh,
0: yeah,
1: I guess all I have left is Shoni, my page and a half of Shoni.
0: Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about
1: Shoni. They started out so good. Yeah. So good.
0: Season two is, uh, So the promised land, man.
1: good. This, first of all, the second I saw Tony Topaz walk into a room, I was like, "That's the love of my life." Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I just uh, I love her. Roger Ballad. Her and Cheryl. Um, I thought they were even better on screen. I mean, you got like. Y'all did great talking about them, but I love being able to see their faces. Exactly.
0: You do kind of need to see their faces because I feel like in season two, I was like there and I really loved Tony, but I found that like as soon as Tony got with Cheryl, like even like pretty immediately in season three, I just feel like I lost her. Like it feels like she lost herself when, when she's with Cheryl. And, um, that makes me sad because I shipped Shoni like, uh, um, initially, but, um, I'm not finding myself shipping Shoni even after last week's episode, to be honest. Like I, I think feel that's like fair. Season 2 and their first kiss and like all so of that was so good. Mm-hmm. And um Tony's season not 3 a person. and season 4 now it's just like can can they stop being like bad <laughs> please? Cheryl's just such a big presence mm-hmm. and they forget to balance her out with Tony. Like Tony is a very forceful person and they kind of lose that totally like in their relationship. Like Tony tends to become quite meek and like submissive to whatever Cheryl wants or like like you know like the sort of eye roller to her antics. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This should be someone who, like, stands up for herself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, like, Cheryl should be... Like, Cheryl had such a good character arc for the first, like, two to three seasons because, like, she mm-hmm. was a one-dimensional, like... Mean girl. Mean girl in the se- first season. And then in season two, she had such a good arc of, like, overcoming that and coming out yes. and, like, yeah. realizing who she is. And then season three and four, especially four, they're just like... No, she's insane. She's manipulative. She used the word gaslighting. It's really upsetting because, like, even in season three, when she, like, messed up by outing Moose by accident, well, that wasn't an accident, but then Tony's like, like, hey, that was messed up. She's like, okay, I'll make it up to you by giving you this gang, and then immediately goes back on it by taking over the gang herself without even thinking about Tony's, um, like feelings about it. So yeah, that sucks. But anyway, Casey, you're continue on with your thoughts about Shunny. Oh, I'm just so sad.
1: Well, I love them so much. And I think the reason why is because the moment that got me was the moment in the diner where Cheryl mm-hmm. comes out to her, and Tony tells her that she's sensational, and immediately I made a Spotify playlist called "You're Sensational," and it's a Shoni
0: <laughs> playlist. That's so cute. That's my girl.
1: Anyway, follow me on Spotify, Casey Wall One. I don't know why it's not just Casey Wall. It's That's Casey Wall One. W A H L. So yeah, love Shoni so much. They like because when we first got introduced to Tony and stuff, and when she was paired with Cheryl like they were there was like so much tension there you know and like Tony was like the only person who like could meet Cheryl's energy you know and like her combativeness and stuff and then like as they got closer they both like softened each other out like around the edges and stuff and like they opened up to each other and it was so soft and so pure and then everything went to and sorry everything went to shoot and (laughs) (laughs) no puppy barks here and it made me sad. Um, um, Okay, yeah, now on to Shoni, a TED Talk, as it's called in my notes. Yeah, they were just so, um, it was such a, like, nuanced and, like, balanced relationship in the beginning. And, like, that wasn't something I was really expecting. But something I t- told Robin, I think when I finished season three, maybe, was that, the relationships on Riverdale are like unexpectedly fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like the plot is a dumpster fire with the relationships, <laughs> like, they're so
0: hackin' good. Y'all, Not like good, yeah. but they're so like Earlier this season, Reggie cried in front of Archie and was like chill about it. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And like if they were consistent with those relationships, then it would be gold. Exactly. But they never are. But those moments,
1: the moments yes. are good. Yes. There are so yes, there are so many just moments on to page two sorry um i would have liked to see more of them before the three month time jump between Mm. season two and three Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also makes sense for gays that they just immediately pair up and go on a motorcycle adventure together yeah just moved in together that checks out makes sense Feels good, feels organic. Yep. Then, dot, 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 season three happened. Yep. Oh boy. <clears throat> it felt like they needed conflict, so they um, just pulled conflict out of thin air mm-hmm. constantly. And, um, was not a fan. Like, you guys say this on the podcast, like, it's nice that, like, they don't just, like, treat them as, like, the token happy gays, like, standing in the corner, having no plot or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, honestly, at this point, I prefer that to what they're doing to them. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Creating conflict for no reason. It really regresses their relationship. And like does more harm than good, I think. The scene in Bon Nui oh, La yeah. Bon Nui Bon Nui La Bon was gross and I did not like it. Thank you so much. People so- eat at those tables. I liked it. <laughs> I'm mean, uh pers- like as as a gay, much appreciated.
0: <laughs> but the psychological issues around it were hard it to It was ignore. so
1: bad. Yeah. They were having a random conflict. It's true. They had kinky, fetishizing-y sex in a bar, then didn't solve their conflict and didn't like talk about it. And I'm like, what was the point of this? It was
0: literally just there as, as gross. That's fair. I mean, I recognize all of those issues with it and I agree with them. I also just think that Riverdale has a weird relationship with showing teen sex anyway you and right. if they're going to show a lot of She's teen right. straight teen sex, I am glad that they also showed gay teen sex. The, the problem That's with true. that is that the shoni sex is way more explicit than the straight sex. That's how so I felt, felt about gross. it personally.
1: Yeah. Was that That's it felt fair. a lot more explicit. That's like, I do appreciate fair. that, like,
0: which is where they, it bears into show, yeah. 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 yeah,
1: Like, I, yeah, like I appreciate that they like show kinky shoni stuff, but I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And at the That's, same time, you don't do this with Varchy.
0: exactly and at the same time it's like you know you could very quickly veer into like are we being nitpicky about this and it's like no because other shows manage this no problem and i think that the fact that riverdale doesn't despite having queer people on its writing staff, is very puzzling well my other thing about it is that like we have had gay men have sex too like kevin and moose have like had sex canonically yeah but we didn't see any of it that's true Yep. Like, because, because people don't fetishize gay mm-hmm. male sex as much as gay female sex. And, um, yuck.
1: I was reading something about, oh, I wish I could remember what it was from. I was reading something about, like, representation of, like, representations of, like, queer women specifically in the media. Mm-hmm. And there was a statistic that lesbian was the most searched term on Pornhub in, yeah. like, 2019. Yeah. Yep. And like, I think when like that's the kind of world we live in, like you have to be really careful showing like mm-hmm. intimate like queer woman relationships, you know. Yeah. And if you're
0: gonna be that explicit, the circumstances around it should be different than what they were. Literally, yeah. yeah. Like if if you're I gonna if you're gonna, gonna go everything. that far, like if, justify it. Yeah, and if they were doing that, it should have been like in a healthy way. It should have been their one year anniversary,
1: it should have been someone's birthday.
0: No, like, they were fighting. For, yeah, for some yeah. reason they think that they, it can only be kinky and rough because they're angry with each other. Right. <laughs> angry. But like, you, <laughs> <say angry? laughs> you, you said <laughs> angry. <laughs> she didn't mean to. She <laughs> had a very valid point, you guys. No, it was no, that was such a valid point. It was just so sweet to hear. <laughs> Sorry. No It can only be kinky in my foot. Yeah, we I loved it. Obviously, you, were oh, you so are mean. the cutest human I've ever met. But like she has a good point. Like she, she was, has a great was a point. Fantastic point. We're literally expressing how much we love her. I know, I'm just trying to go back to the point she was making. Yeah. Because uh Ribbonale does think that they can only like do different things when they're like fighting, which is not true because like people can do whatever they want in their bedrooms. Or in lot, healthy environments. Or like, the Veronica's. True. But, like, in healthy circumstances, it doesn't have to be a fight for you yeah. to, like, do a lap dance. Yeah.
1: I think, like, that alone would have made it, like, a million times better in my book. If it had just been, like, under proper circumstances, circumstances. Like, for if it had been a birthday, or, Not like, an anniversary, or a- In the middle of a fight. Like, game initiation. They don't- even solve anything after it's a mess Jim they had a fight over nothing they showed kinky sex and then they solved nothing (laughs) and um oh the end of the season though when Cheryl stayed behind at the farm and Tony broke her out like that that's the Shoney I signed up for thank you thank you so much I thrived and then in all caps but oh then we needed Jason's corpse um <laughs> oh, season 4 dot 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 like why? Um so yeah, show me this season.
0: Man, the season the f- season finale plot twist of Jason being there, I'm like again? Again, like enough with Jason. Enough with That's Jason. That's the same plot with thrice.
1: Yeah, so basically Shony this season. Um Tony's not her own person anymore. Awesome, great, love that. Love that. You know what I would like this season? What? Learn like literally anything about Tony. Ooh, love that. yeah. Love that. For sure would love. Her that. family, perhaps? Would we, love know that, her we know that we
0: know that her person. uncle, the doesn't really like claim her because she does, she likes. Oh, girls. that's true. And oh, that's we know right. that her grandfather was like a part of. What that. happened
1: to her parents? I would like to know. Yeah. Are they alive? Did they kick her out? I would like to know
0: more. Did she actually get into Highsmith? Who's paying the tuition? Is it Cheryl? Yeah,
1: probably. I would like to know so much more about Tony and her hopes and her dreams and yeah. But instead, um, it just seems that Cheryl unloads all her trauma onto Tony. And then Tony's like, ah, oh, plot for me. Is yep. Tony
0: just going to Highsmith because Cheryl's going to Highsmith? Because, like, if, if Gabriella Montez taught me anything, it's like you don't have to to throw away the stuff that you want to go to school for and your dreams for your love interest. Yeah. That's Say true. Say it louder. And sometimes... Gabriella r- Montez <laughs> and if um, Elle Woods taught me anything, you can go to the same school as your love interest and then beat them at everything yeah.
1: and uh, <laughs> become valedictorian. There you go. <laughs> Oh yeah, Cheryl saying that she liter literally telling Tony, "I gaslit you," and Tony being like, hmm? what? "Okay, Oh, yeah, weird, Wait. crazy." That's so weird. Like, <clears throat> and then Cheryl, as said, a person who has been gaslit, Oop. get the frick out of there, honey. I just they need to break up, and they're never going to because the writers are too scared. Riverdale writers, if you're listening to this, break them up. Let them solve their shit out. Then and put them back together. Let them solve their shootout. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe once thing, once they become healthier versions of themselves by themselves, they'll be better together. Thank you so much. I agree. Like, what did I, hold on, what does this say? And it's destructive. You're just going to show a complex, oh yeah, if you're going to show a complex queer relationship, especially in caps lock, um, a woman loving woman relationship, you need to treat conflict the way you would do it with hetero relationships. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this would never happen with Archie. This kind of stuff would never happen with Bughead. Imagine if one day Veronica. Veronica goes over to the gym and there's just a corpse in the office. <laughs> and Imagine she's it. like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, Arch, what is- what's this? And Archie's okay. like, this is my mental, my emotional
0: support dead person. Veronica would be like, okay, so I'm leaving the country now. Yeah. So what if Betty hits Jughead in the head with a rock, Jughead dies, and then she goes to him and says, sorry, I was just gaslighting you. (laughs) What if the rest of the show is Jughead and his corpse just like hanging out with Archie the whole time?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It would literally be so gross and I would hate it. Thanks. So basically, yeah, that's where I stand. I'm unhappy. Take me back to the good times. And like
0: for me, I don't even think that they necessarily need to break up. They just need to both like fix the writing with that relationship because mm. it's bad. Like they could become healthier together. Tony and, like, just needs to fix say, their stuff, dude. What the puppy bark? Yep. I personally would like to see them break up because I want to see them as their own people again. I, it feels like they're so much of a unit now at this point that like it'd be nice to see them as their own separate people. I had like a big complaint in season one about Archie being allowed to just be single and just be Archie for a while you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. you know it was like he started with Grundy and then it was Val and then it was Veronica and then it was you know and and the turnaround was way too fast you know so so I like them being able to just give people space to be alone you know yeah yeah that's fair because like, I don't know who I don't know who Cheryl is without Tony. and I don't know who Tony is without Cheryl anymore. You know what I mean? I just yeah, feel like yeah, I yeah. would find it. I find it compelling to watch people like work through it while together. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Plus, sure. like Veronica and Archie are kind of doing that now. I mean, you know what? Mm-hmm. As long as it happens, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just want Tony to be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: what have you done? Yeah, those are my Shoney thoughts.
1: Thanks okay, for coming to thoughts. my TED talk.
0: No problem. That was beautiful. And none of this was in any way relevant. Well. It, ha- it didn't have any context with the episode that we're going to talk about now. <laughs> well, Maybe everything's
1: happy now. Well,
0: Maybe. Who's to say? No,
1: that's not how you solve plots, children. Yeah. So
0: much changes so quickly on this show. All right. Just thank you, guys. Um. And changes. we will be back tomorrow morning for us, but in literally like five seconds for you. So <laughs> um, the magic of editing. With new yeah. thoughts. So thank you. Bye. Woo, sure, we're Lost back. Wow, sound. editing. Wow, editing. We <laughs> talked wrong. a lot about Shoni. Yeah, that was a whole half an hour long, huh? I bet it didn't feel like a half an hour because it was so much fun. Exactly. Today we have words to say about episode 410 of Riverdale, Varsity Blues. So Varsity Blues is a 1999 American satirical comedy sports drama film. That is a lot of genres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's them. back yeah <laughs> it follows a small town 3a high school football team and their overbearing coach through a tumultuous season the players must deal with the pressures of adolescence and their football obsessed community while having their hard coach on their back constantly in their small texan town football is a way of life and losing is not an option thank you so much to wikipedia for that very dramatic summary is that the movie where chris evans does the whipped cream thing what or is i have that a no idea movie what is the whipped cream thing? He like covers his um naked parts in whipped cream. <laughs> Wasn't that a rom com? I think I'm thinking of a parody version of Varsity Blues. I think you're. Yeah, I think of... isn't this Dawson's Creek? Oh, is that Dawson's Creek guy? Probably James Vanderbeek or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie am I thinking of? Anyway, Varsity Blues was the name of the operation that arrested Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman. <laughs> and that's what I know about Varsity Blues. Okay. Yeah, James Vanderbeek, Paul Walker's in it. Oh. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of other people who I don't recognize. Sorry, that Chris Evans thing was not another teen movie, so <laughs> you can see where I got <laughs> it confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, no, you were in the right, like, kind of ap- You weren't. <laughs> I was in, I was, like, outside the ballpark, like, in the parking lot, like, hello? Hello? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Brittany. Uh, yeah. Toot or boot? Uh, no. Like, uh-huh. it, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad enough to boot, uh-huh. like, Others will have differing opinions. Go ahead. I'm others. (laughs) Hello, this is Casey speaking,
1: and I give it a a boot. Or as I called it last night, a Canadian about.
0: (laughs) How dare you say something so funny?
1: (laughs) Explain your boot. So immediately after watching it, I was like, boot. Then I was like, ah, no, no, noot, (laughs) noot. Noot? Then I was like, eh, Newt. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, there's so much in this episode that I really did not like. And so I give it a boot. Some of those things being, um. She has back. no evidence. She has no <laughs> evidence. <laughs> the train of thought left my brain. Come back true. to the station. Come back, come back. Uh, some of those things being weird, unnecessary body shaming, mm-hmm. gross and unnecessary and triggering self-harm and sexual assault, and Mm. what else was there? Um, uh,
0: just the uh, whole drug thing? Brett being predatory? Yeah, Yeah, all of that. Mr. Honey
1: being predatory? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot that made me, um, very uncomfortable, and, like, if this was the first episode of Riverdale I ever watched, I would not have watched any other episodes.
0: Ooh, fair that's enough. That's a good that's a good yeah. point. And it's like if this was your first episode of Riverdale, like, would you watch it? This another? is
1: everything I thought Riverdale was before I started watching it, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: so fair. <laughs> that's that's a valid point. And that is why I give it a boot. Thank you. Sam. I give it a newt. I gave it a newt because it just didn't do anything for me. Uh, like, it didn't upset me that much, but it also didn't, like, pique my interest that much. Like, I enjoyed Betty's storyline,
1: and I enjoyed a little bit of Veronica's, but it wasn't, like, revelatory. So yeah. I was just like, okay, this was an episode. Mm-hmm.
0: Baby, would you say that you didn't really experience the highs or lows of high school football? <laughs> would you say that? I, I would say that. Mm-hmm. One could say. One might say. And did I re- did I record my hot take about that joke? Or did yes. I just say it out loud? No, you I'm pretty sure you recorded it. La- yesterday? Was it because yes, I didn't edit it. to it. Oh no, no, you didn't. Okay, I have a hot take about that joke. People make fun of Riverdale for that quote that Archie said about the highs and lows of high school football when they should be making fun of Jughead for <laughs> I'm weird, I'm a weirdo. Because he says, I'm weird, I'm a weirdo, completely deadpan serious. There are so many lines in Riverdale that people say completely serious that are ridiculous. But when Archie says, you haven't experienced the highs and lows of high school football, he's kidding. He's, I don't yes, think he is. Yes, he's kidding. He literally, he says it with a smile on his face like a joke. I don't, I don't think he's kidding. I think he's just excited to show football to a bunch of prison inmates. I don't know, I still think he's kidding. Anyway, that's my hot take is that people need to make fun of Riverdale for other lines. (laughs) Um. Okay, uh, I would like to newt this episode as well. Um, there are a few things that I liked about it. I, I also really liked Betty's storyline. I liked all of the Marchy content, which of which there was quite a few. That is yeah. shocking to hear. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, Reggie was great in this episode. Reggie yes, was great. I loved having Reggie back. There are quite a few things that Casey listed that I did not like, but not enough for me to boot it. Okay, fair. Also,
1: Sweet Pea did not return, and yeah. I sound like... A dumbass. It's okay. We love you. in the anyway. part we recorded yesterday, it's okay. I was just really hopeful.
0: Yeah, it's okay to be hopeful. Speaking into it- existence, he'll be back. We talked about it. I miss him. We so were like, oh, yeah. now we're gonna go into our notes, and we're going to start with Archie. Archibald. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> All right, Archiekins. Like, I, I, I just want to say, I still liked Archie in this. It's just that his storyline was boring. I didn't mind Archie. Yeah. My problem is with Frank. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> Which also- is too bad because I was really planning on, like, liking him at the end of last episode. Can
1: Archie oh. not be manipulated by another adult man? Also, that he sits
0: in pops with, just saying. On the exact same side of the booth. Mm. No tanks. All right. It's Archie's last football game ever. Oh, he and his uncle Frank eat takeout. Frank thinks it's time for him to leave Riverdale, but Archie doesn't want him to go. They haven't told Mary that he's in town, but she'll probably be chill, right? No, she was not chill at all. Mm. Frank can have a job at Andrew's construction, but she doesn't think he'll stick it out. Monroe gets jumped by a bunch of Stonewall idiots. Archie and Reggie confront Brett, and Archie punches Brett in the face, which is so satisfying I watched it three times. (laughs) Everyone ends up in a big old brawl, so Frank has to bail Archie out of jail. They're not going to tell Mary. They eat at pops, and talk about how Fred would fight for his family tooth and nail. Also, Archie tells Frank that he boxed the bear once. Hmm. FB totally rats Archie out to Mary about getting arrested, and she's mad that he called Frank and not her. Fred once took the fall for Frank when he got a DUI, and Frank said thanks by skipping town the next day. Also, Archie's grounded. Frank tells Archie that he had no idea Fred took the fall until the morning after. He left town to clear his head before he could talk to Fred again, but he never got the chance. Like how long ago was this, Frank? Right. Was yeah, that? I have some thoughts on that. I was, yeah. I was like, you could have come back anytime, sir. Also, texting? I don't know if you've heard of this, Call- but we have- phones? Monroe's knee is busted up. Frank offers him drugs to deal with the pain, which Archie refuses on Monroe's behalf because boyfriends. Monroe wants to take them, but Archie doesn't want him to. They play a bunch of football and lose. Monroe taking drugs worked out because a Notre... Wait, did they lose? Yes. Yes. I was like, I know I got that right, but suddenly? Monroe taking drugs worked out because a Notre Dame recruiter noticed him, so Archie's cool about it now. Also, Frank is going to stay at their house? Surprise! And that's Archie. (laughs) I, one of my notes, like since we're talking about like time and like timelines, mm-hmm. not the game. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a Star Trek joke. The first of many this week. Be sure to tune in to our Star Trek Card podcast. <laughs> that was cute. Thanks. I like that. Frank goes to see, like they go to see Mary. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even know that he died until a month ago. And I was like, Buddy, no one knew. Where, he died where until were a month you ago. a month ago then? Right. He said he was out he said he was on a crab boat. Oh, he was on a crab boat. Yeah, but I thought he meant like I was on a crab boat so I didn't know what happened, but after I got off the crab boat a month ago, then I figured out that he died. And it's like, okay, so where were you a month ago? Well, Archie said it's been a few weeks. Yeah, but so maybe oh, he so showed up like a week after he found out. Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, fine. Yes. I agree, but I still don't really like Frank. I, agree. I Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said it's been a few weeks, so that's important to think about the fact that there's been a time jump. Yes. Monroe is the breakout star. Oh, and half of my notes are just in like the way that you send a message on the circle. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I have like three different notes that say cry face emoji send. That's hilarious and adorable. So anyway, cry face emoji. Thanks. Okay. Um, Since when did Stonewall do anything athletic? But okay. Yeah. Literally. um, They have a team that we've never heard of, even though Archie's been playing football for four seasons. Like obviously it's a high school, so they must have some other extracurriculars. But like for some reason I was like, it's a preparatory school. So in my brain, I thought that it was like just classes. I don't know why I thought more academic. Yeah, right, and also since it's like a private school, don't they tend to not have sports team? Te- I don't. Know. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I went to public school. Yeah, <laughs> private schools have sports teams. Yeah, but would pri- oh. what a private school play a public school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If oh. they're in the same district. Yeah. Sure. Okay. okay. Whatever. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one sport. Well, two sports if you count Quidditch. But I've never played Quidditch. I just watch it. Two sport. Um, two sport this time. <laughs> <laughs> <Two> sport. <laughs> Archie's you not- liked it. You liked it. Archie's not playing football anymore after this, and then he loses, so his final football <laughs> game is a loss, and that's kind of too bad for him, but Aww. but I kind of like that because um Archie's like the main character, and now we're learning that, you know, you can't win them all, even if you're Archie. Exactly. exactly. Which I think is kind of nice, actually. And he counted yeah. it as a victory because someone else, like, got something out of it, which yeah. is so, like, this season, Archie. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. No? We get some rare Varchie content in which Veronica literally just hugs Archie from behind and and that's all. That's it. What's going on with Archie, guys? Uh, sorry, who? Oh, sorry. So, 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 sorry. Who's? So, 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 I don't know. I just feel like potentially their relationship isn't adding anything to the story. And that's a bold opinion. Uh, and Veronica should just get with Reggie, and Archie should just get with Monroe. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Did someone that's say my Veggie? <laughs> <laughs> veggie Tales. Ooh, that's copyright. Just kidding. Can <laughs> you imagine if we worried about that? So he's eating Chinese food with Frank, and I knew that Mary didn't know. Immediately, oh, like, yeah. seeing him at the community center, I was like, Mary doesn't know he's here. Yep. yep. For sure. And it's been a few weeks, so it's been, like, three weeks that he's been sleeping in the cot at the community center, and he, Arch has been keeping this from his mom. I think Mary is so completely valid all episodes. Oh, absolutely. oh team Mary. For sure. She's like, married all the way. She saw someone who was a drain on Fred and hurt him repeatedly, and she's like, great, now you're here to do that do the same, same thing, thing to my son? That's neat. Also, I think it's ridiculous that Grandpa Artie had three sons, as far as we know, that's it, had three sons, named one of them Oscar, and named the other two Fred and Frank. F names! What in the hell? <laughs> Sir, your other son's name is Oscar. Oscar. Oscar's like, I'm special. <laughs> well, um, so Frank mentions that Fred had, like, a really good arm, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't think that Fred played football, and I looked, and it was baseball. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah. I just But, like, still jump. a good arm. Yeah, oh, for apply. sure. Throwing. Like, oh, what was the other one like this? Um Frank was planning on leaving. He was going to leave, but Archie well, stopped him. Oh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But <laughs> Archie stops him, so now he's still here. Okay, hey, so... Archie. Do you think he was actually going to leave? Uh, yeah. I, um, or do you think he was looking no, for Archie's reassurance oh, that yeah, he yeah. should stay? Yeah, no, no. I think it was like a
1: pity, like, oh, I'm going to I guess I'll leave now. I mean, we can see almost that. almost at the door. Off I go into the dark, lonely void.
0: <laughs> and then Archie's like, no! I think that that could be a read on it. Yeah. Um, I think that that could be subtext, but I don't think that, what's his name, Ryan? Guy who plays Frank, Ryan? Ryan Ryan. Robbins. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that he necessarily played it like that. That's fair. Okay. That's a fair take. Because he really does say, like, okay, I'm planning on leaving, you know? And if he is looking for one, then, like, great acting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, I really loved the juxtaposition of, she'll probably be really happy to see you. And then it just immediately, like, hard cut to Mary being like, frick this guy! Like, completely, like, (laughs) anger on Molly Ringwald's face. I was (laughs) like, I worship you mrs andrews i'm obsessed (laughs) (laughs) i just really love that mary is not afraid to like antagonize him to his face oh yeah like that's like i mean she's a lawyer right Uh, yeah like she has no problem saying to someone's face i hate you yeah yeah so he didn't come to the funeral didn't get the news until a month ago and then my next note was then where were you a month ago bro but we talked about this Mm -hmm. uh potentially he can get a job at andrews construction and then molly's like why are you asking my son for a job but it was archie's idea Oh. If I was Mary, I'd be like, what's wrong with you, sir? Is he going to take over Andrew's construction and stick in town? I feel like he is. Did I just um, say stick in town? Yep. That works. Yeah, sure we know what you meant. Sure. Stick around town. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. So Monroe gets jumped by a bunch of Stonewall guys. I have a question. Are the bunny masks Quill and Skull thing? Or football team thing? <laughs> or just Stonewall thing? Or mascot. just Brett thing? school mascot mascot, why were why like what was their team called the stonewall stallions oh just kidding okay I want to say it's a Brett thing because he's a creep well he's the one who has been wearing it both times yeah and he clearly has more than one one. because last time Donna was using it and now it's these guys I think that if it was like a stonewall thing that people like knew about then it's like we literally have evidence from like a bunch of well I guess Monroe was the only one who was out there but like he saw you that it was bunny masks. Betty story. Yeah, but, like, if it's, like, bunny masks, that's Stonewall's thing. And Monroe's like, there were people in bunny masks. Everyone's like, okay, so we're blaming Stonewall. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah so they yeah. want it to be, like, more covert, I guess. They were like, well, we've already used a couple different animals on this show, so I guess we're gonna have to resort to... Bunnies? Yeah. So the Bulldogs come to see them. Um, I just want to say that I love Reggie this episode. He is in Archie's storyline, he's in Betty's storyline, he's in Veronica's storyline, and every single time he shows up, he's great. He's like, he's he's a floater and the pinch hit man, and I'm proud of him. I just like remember the moment when um, they walk into Stonewall to like antagonize the guys or whatever, and there's just a shot of Reggie like sauntering up to this one guy and just like getting right in his face, and I'm like, that's my boy. Exactly. (laughs) That's my son. He's like, I'm ready to. To throw down at any time. I'll be your dad. You I'll be yes. better than Marty. Yes. So Brett gets punched in the face and it's great. Finally. So okay. I've been waiting. It's what but we deserve. A beautiful sight. The fact that it was Archie is yeah. really satisfying for some reason. Yeah. Like it's almost better Than if it was Jughead. I literally wrote in my review, not about Archie, but about Betty going after Brett somehow also being more satisfying than Jughead going after Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, they have less stakes. Like, Jughead could, like, gets in trouble by getting out, like, going after Brett. Yeah, that's true. And they can't get in, well, I mean, Archie goes to jail. But (laughs) (laughs) they can't, like, get in trouble academically. They're not, um, like, jeopardizing their schooling by going after Brett. Right. And And at this point, jail is a hobby for Archie. I also think that... It being Archie is so satisfying because currently Brett is like the personification of like evil and like negativity on this show, and Archie right now is like a beacon for good. That is such a good point. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> He's just a good boy, you know. Um, Jughead keeps showing up at Stonewall stuff, and people are surprised. Yeah, <laughs> they're like Jughead. Like I get why Veronica was. Well, I have thoughts on that later. Why Veronica was surprised to see Jughead, but Jughead like shows up and everyone's like, what? Chughead And he's like, I go to school here. (laughs) Did you guys forget that I had to leave? So the jail that Archie goes into is not the Riverdale jail, but FP knows about it. Yeah. The sheriff was like, cops "Cop's talk. talk. Yeah, exactly. So he says he can't call Mary because she's so busy. But (laughs) it's like, seems like you could probably call Mary. You could have called Mary. You just didn't want to add to her stress. So Archie's in Pops with another father figure. Great. At least he's wondering to get it shot. I guess. Mm. Oh, this is a bit of a Midnight Club question. So okay. please enjoy. I'm That's ready. content I'm here for. Uh, when Fred's father died in the Midnight Club, mm-hmm. Fred was taking care of him and was the one who found him. Where... Was Frank and Oscar when their father died? I feel like I'm assuming Fred is the middle child. Mm. So I feel like Oscar may have already, like, moved out. At that time? Yeah. And And Frank's just a deadbeat? Frank is just a deadbeat. Or he was, like, is Frank older? That's the question. He might have been serving by then. I'm pretty sure Ryan Robbins was younger than... Or is younger than, uh... Let me see if it says like anything on the Riverdale Wiki. was, but... Andrews. Fred is his older brother. Oh! So he wasn't serving then. So where was he is the question. So I guess they both had already skipped town, maybe? Like, partying or something? Because Fred yeah, that- was only in his junior year at that time, right? Yeah, he was little. So that means Frank must have only been in grade 10 grade 10 grade 9 yeah so where is he like i don't know especially especially when, when, when you know that fred had a younger sibling especially when you know that his father was sick exactly i think the show forgot yeah well i think the show sometimes uh, i think this wouldn't be the first time that that riverdale has like decided that something that they did in the past doesn't really count <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so they are, nancy drew right so they were just like Okay. Uh, we never said he has a brother that yeah is younger than him before, yeah. but he does. Uh,
1: so if we ever ne- contradicted that, just ignore it. It's really funny because I'm rewatching Boy Meets World right now because it's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and in season one, Sean talks about having a sister named Stacy. Oh my God, <gasps> she's never she's- brought up. Again, again. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: You have to remember such important things like that. it would be different if he said, "Yeah, my cousin's name is Stacy. She lives far away. I never see her." But like a sister, a right. sister. <laughs> Like they bring in a brother later, a half brother.
1: But Stacy's never I mean, mentioned again, again. I was about to say, I've never seen Stacy. It's so funny. The Boy Meets World, God bless it, but it has the most. It gives Riverdale a
0: run for its money in terms of continuity, <laughs> <laughs> and that sinks. That's a huge statement. Yeah. It's so bad. So, um, both he, uh, Archie and Frank box. It's like, why doesn't Archie hire him for the community center uh, instead of Andrew's construction? Is it because he wants to keep it in the family, I guess, probably? That would be my guess. Maybe. I don't know. But at this point, Archie isn't even offering Her. him the, the construction business, so I don't know. Well, does Archie he even was... have, like, the funds to, like, employ someone, though, at the community center? Oh, well, well, yeah, I guess Monroe, Monroe probably works there for free. It's a, non- it's a, non-profit, it's a non-profit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I wrote, he should work at the community center then. And then I wrote, actually, keep him away from kids. What? why? Because he's giving oh, yeah, drugs, he gave to them. drugs to them. Yeah. yeah, no, that'll do it. So uh, Archie says this one time I boxed a bear, and it's like ha ha ha, and then it's also like no, no, really, he, no, he boxed a bear. Yeah, I mean, did I mean, he, he, did, he get, did he like bop it in the schnoz? Maybe not, but like
1: he, bop it in the schnoz.
0: Yeah. Yes. Totally lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, thank a you box- so much for the things that are in your brain. <laughs> 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 but see, this is also a parallel because um, Archie got attacked by the bear. In the mid-season premiere of last season, and this is the mid-season premiere of this season. You're
1: like, hey, let's bring up the
0: bear. The bear gets mentioned more than Midge, and that's <laughs> wow. The of oh
1: my Riverdale.
0: god! Oop. So Mary knows what 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 happened. He, she knows he went to jail and and such. Mm-hmm. Um, what, which is, what happened to our nation's understood no stitch and roll come on FP I'm team FP yeah, yeah totally Mary <laughs> no I also am I just I had to say I it. feel like I if understand. I was if I was FP I'd be like hey Mary did you hear what happened and she'd be like no and he'd be like Ooh, he lying <laughs> be like I <laughs> am so sorry but I have to spill some tea it's just It'd be just... The, I just can hear the RuPaul like yeah. <laughs> voice Woo, <band>. girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just, it's it's kind of, like, walking into that room is kind of sad for Mary, though, I feel, because yeah. oh, she knows sure. that something happened. She knows that he got bailed out by somebody, and going in there and saying, hey, did anything happen today? It, that's his opportunity, and he doesn't take it. Yep. Yeah. And it's, like, cool. So this man who is, you've been hanging out with for three weeks, you didn't tell me about him, I hate him, he's a horrible person, and now you choose him over me. yeah He's just desperately looking for a father figure, and Mary's like, I can be your father figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am completely team Mary, Mm -hmm. but I do sort of also understand why Archie gravitates towards father figures instead of just outright going to Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because she was gone for the last three to four years. Yeah, And, like, that's not to say that I don't think Mary is a great mom, Mm -hmm. and I think she does a great job here especially, but, like, there's a little bit of understandable, like, reasoning behind why Arch, like, why she's not Archie's first choice. Even when his first choice is... Deeply stupid. Well, yeah. it's like there's no way he has more of a connection with Frank than he does with Mary. Right, you know absolutely. I mean? yeah. So um, Mary says that Fred took Frank's DOI and Frank skipped town. Something I actually really liked was that she said you can play in the game, but you're grounded yep. yeah. past that. So, first of all, yes, he's a baby. Please ground him. Yes. Which I think is very funny that like they're like, Archie's a, a man. He does this. He has a community center. He, he punches has a girlfriend. He has bears. He has sex. He does all these things. But also, he can still be grounded. Yeah. <laughs> like he's still, he's still someone's child at the end of the day. I really enjoy when they bring in things like that. Yeah. They're like, yes, these are high school students. Yeah. Thank you. But what I did really like was that she said that he could play in the game. Because I feel like I watch shows... Okay, so I've been rewatching *Sweet Life of Zach and Cody* because it's on Disney Plus, and there's this one episode about bowling, and they're all on a Tipton bowling team, and they have to go against the uh, the other hotel. And the other hotel is obviously like super volatile. The one with the lady with the big mole? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Zach is their star bowler. He's like great. He's awesome, and they're going to win against the other hotel because Zach is the greatest. And then what does Zach do? He treats Cody poorly and so Carrie grounds him and uh so now he can't play on the bowling team and I'm like obviously this was the right move like as a mother but like as somebody that whole team is gonna suffer yeah Yeah. as somebody who's like on like on the Tipton team I'm so disappointed that like now the team is like gonna go to crap and obviously like Arwen Arwen fixes it and everything's fine Oh, but, that's such a good scene. I know. But I just thought it was pretty satisfying, not only that he was grounded, but also that he, she is allowing him to play in the game because it is such a big deal to him and it's a big deal to everyone because he's the quarterback. Yeah. Like you don't want to screw over people who are counting on him. Yeah. And like, yeah. for him, like that would be one of the worst things that could happen to him. Mm-hmm. So Archie goes to Frank and asks about SUP, basically. Sup? Um, he mm-hmm. says that Fred took the DUI without him did, asking Yeah, him. he had no idea. And also he had PTSD and was having a hard time coping. So it's like there are so many different There's a lot of valid reasons why like you can you can understand and like he never once like says like he doesn't give excuses. He's like, listen, I didn't know what happened and when I woke up I felt like crap and I ran away. And like he doesn't ever like try and make an excuse for like, oh I did this or I did this. He's like really honest about yeah, I was kind of like a bad person when I did that. Yeah, which I gave him points for. Yeah, yeah. Like at at this point in the story, I was like, okay, maybe you can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and then, then they <laughs> immediately, and then he yeah. drugs, and I'm like, get out. <laughs> what I really loved about this scene was like the uh, uh Fred's picture in the background, mm-hmm. yeah. like looming over Archie's shoulder, mm-hmm. which yeah. was really cool. I think. Um, he never got a chance to make it right, which is really sad. I think that sounds like an excuse. <laughs> mm. Ooh, go off. It's just like, how long ago did this happen? Mm -hmm. And have you not seen him since the DUI? Right. That's an excuse. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of on you. Like, leaving on a crab boat was a choice, sir. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how long you have been on this crab boat, but you made that decision. So Archie talks to Monroe, his knee hurts really, really bad, and Frank's like, listen, I have some drugs to make it so at least it doesn't hurt, right? So you can do stuff on it and maybe it'll make it worse, but at least you will be playing in the game. Like painkillers. You're describing painkillers, Frank. And he got the pills from the Veterans Administration, so it's like, okay, but these are not for kids. Yeah. And then what does Archie do? He says, no. And then he leaves them alone together. Like, Archie. uh, Archie. Archie. (laughs) I know my man's is like kind of dumb, mm-hmm. but he's extra dumb this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously he takes them. Of course he because, does. Because duh. Yeah. No. He talked about how Notre Dame would be a game changer for him. Right. Which is so true. Which is like absolutely a fair point. Like he deserves to go to college on a scholarship. It's the only shot he's going to get at yeah. yeah. But it just sucks. <laughs> like he's been in juvie. Like he's not going to get other scholarships. This yeah. is the only way. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. hmm My grandpa went to Notre Dame. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Not awesome. for football. Not for football. It's what like he a, went to school for. Oh, maybe you should learn some more about it, your grandpa it was like and a come thi- back. It was like a <laughs> thing on my dad's side.
1: That's oh, cool. Okay. Like Notre Dame. That's pretty cool. And um, every fall, my dad and my sister and a lot of other family members that just weren't me would go to a Notre Dame
0: game. I think the homecoming game. That's pretty cool. That's that's neat. Did you see Rudy there? I wasn't there. Oh, did somebody see Rudy there?
1: Who's Rudy?
0: Famous football mm-hmm. movie with Sean Astin. I want, it's what not Sean Astin. Yes, it is. And yes, I it is. Sean Sean. No, it's a pretty good movie. I think the only football movie that I claim. Okay. And I'll say it. That's bold. Yeah. But I support you. All right. I have a concept. All right. So Monroe says, listen up, Archie. This is my choice. Fair. Okay. But Frank says that later, did Frank have to convince Monroe to take these pills against Archie by talking to him about his choice? No. Now that he's using his words. I think the minute no. he offered them, Monroe was like, yep, that's for me. Yep. I'm trying to make Frank worse than he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it's interesting that they use the same words. True. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I just... I. Don't think that there's anything more sinister there. Okay. So then Archie's like, okay, everybody, huddle up. We have to protect my boyfriend. And Monroe's like, I'm fine, honey. And <laughs> <laughs> So then some football occurs, something good, and then something bad happened, and then they lose. Yeah. 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 They just, yeah. That's really about everything you and need to that know. that yeah. is the high and low of oh, high, school high school football. football. So um, my next note was just, uh, show us Coach Clayton, you cowards. Okay. Oh, yeah. you. They talk about him. But where is he? So then after the game Archie's like, "Frank, what the heck? You gave Monroe drugs?" I'm like, "Bro, don't say that so loud, man." Like, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say that louder why don't you? Like Monroe literally walks in and he's like, "I got into Notre Dame." And it's like if some other football player was like, "Hmm, I wanted to get into Notre Dame." Mm, there's only one of us that can get into Notre Dame. He could go to the Notre Dame guy and be like, "This guy was on drugs." And then he'd be in trouble, you know, yep. like like, obviously, the only other football player that we care about is Reggie, and Reggie seems to be, like, super on Monroe's team, so, like, we don't really have to worry about this. Right, yeah. But I'm just saying that that could be a subplot that they bring in just to be Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Archie said it too loud. Thank you. Monroe is chosen for Notre Dame, and Archie says that no one deserves it more. Because he'll miss him so. My heart. Romance. Yeah. <laughs> well, does that mean we're not going to get to, like, keeping Monroe? Like, is he going to Well, we're well, finishing school. We have to finish school anyway, right? That's yeah. true. Everybody's going to finish school. We hope. Yeah and right. well go ahead <laughs> Um, so Frank is staying on the pullout temporarily, Archie talks about how the risk paid off because Monroe was so happy and a year ago he was in juvie and I'm like, we stan Archie just being like, I'm so glad we did this because our- Monroe looked so happy. Yeah. He's like, I love to see his pretty smile. <laughs> he literally was like, drug use is okay because Monroe is okay. I was like, no it's not. So you're really in that deep, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then my last note for this storyline was just, okay, but don't give any more drugs to kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Like, if you think, should I give drugs to kids? The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is gonna be no. Yeah. Dare. It's like one of those flow charts, and they all just lead to no. Yeah. 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 Other than, are you a doctor? Are you qualified for this? Does the kid need it? Probably still no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Cheryl. Casey's like, did some it's my time to
1: shine. This is my first summary I've ever written. Not, like, of yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We the Riverdale Podcast. As a former English student, I had to do some summaries sometimes. Mm. Doesn't mean this one's going to be any good. But here we go. <clears throat> All right, time for Cheryl. Great. Cheryl and Tony are totally normal girlfriends again, because apparently housing your dead brother's corpse for weeks on end is no biggie. <laughs> Mr. Honey introduces Cheryl and the Vixens to Miss Appleyard, weird name, but okay, uh, who's here to be their new coach after Mrs. Burble suggested that Cheryl take up step back from the vixens, and she is not happy. She goes to confront Appleyard and gets body shamed for no reason other than for her to make the clapback of the century. She tells Honey that...
0: Oh, Oh, honey!
1: She tells Honey the vixens are going on strike for the big game, but the other girls eventually cave and start following Appleyard. On the day of the game, Cheryl locks Appleyard in her office so she can take back the vixens and give a rousing rendition of of... Sherry Bomb? Cherry bomb. <laughs> Cherry bomb. Uh, also, Veronica approaches Cheryl about teaming up to produce alcohol with maple syrup in it, I guess. These are
0: minors. Yeah. And Veronica, you just did that and it didn't work. Yeah, we got thoughts about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, My first note on this storyline was just that I was never allowed to wear the stuff that Cheryl wears at my high school. No. Not that I tried oh, okay. to, but like that was not allowed. Confirmed. I I wore like a half a v-neck once yeah. and got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see the problem with it because, like, I feel like girls' clothes are policed way... Oh, absolutely. Oh, totally. Clothes. But it is shocking where you're like, oh, so you can just do that, huh? Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. realistic. Yeah. Like, we are fully, like, policed way more than mm-hmm. we should be. So, and I think everybody should wear what they want to wear. Uh, and that boys should just not look at girls uh, in a predatory way. Mm -hmm. or ever anybody yeah just don't look at me (laughs) um but yeah it is a little bit like ah yes that's one of those things where it's like this is a television show mm -hmm. this is a fictional universe (laughs) so we get miss appleyard i don't know i don't now i'm confusing myself because i googled her and i couldn't find anything but i realized i never actually looked on the list of archie comics characters so i i went and searched apple on the archie comics characters and I got Greta Grappler. Okay. So we've got um, Patty Pacer and Greta Grappler, O'Dell High's nice. female coaches who specifically teach the girls teams. Pacer, appearing in 1988, was the faculty sponsor for the cheerleading squad. She was noted for pushing the team and holding grueling practices, which led to success. Coach Cleats found her implausibly young to teach. Whatever, Coach Cleats. What does that even mean? Coach Cleats. And was initially reluctant to accept her. Later stories featured Grappler, a tough, aggressive coach with a bulky, muscular build, contrasting the physically attractive Patty Pacer. So it seems like, potentially, Appleyard was... Based on Patty Pacer? I would think That so. would make, yeah, that would make sense. But I'm glad that I searched Apple to find this. <laughs> you? <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. I probably should have just searched cheerleading and see So but, but no. Okay. We'll see what Apple comes up with. Mr. Honey's first name is Holden, and um so he's just Holden Honey. And it just sounds like he's like holding a little mug of honey and he's just a little baby. <laughs> He's like, not like a I'm baby, holding, he's an like, adult male
1: who gets like, I'm his jollies holding-
0: off of pain of a minor.
1: I'm holding honey.
0: I'm holding honey. Look at the honey I'm holding. Do you think his mom did that to him when he was a kid? I hope it's Apple, Apple Yard. His first name is Pickin'. Pickin'. Pickin', Pickin Apple Yard? Think, whose first name is Pickin'? <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. Okay. I hope it's in the. <laughs> in the? In the Apple Yard. <laughs> Okay, that's a worse name than Pickin. Yeah, that was the joke! Stop yelling at me!
1: Anyway. I was just
0: saying that it was. Her name is Inva. I thought that Cheryl seemed pretty at peace with not controlling the vixens by the end of treatment, and I feel that this is a step back. Are you trying
1: to say that Cheryl has an inconsistent character?
0: Yes. Whoa. 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 Bold statement. Bold statement. I do have to say that I love that that there, I do have to say that I love that there was literally no talk of Jason at all this episode though. Oh yeah, agree. Like he's gone now. I'm willing
1: to accept that like Jason just like never existed and the whole um plot, the whole corpse plot just never happened. Oh, uh, for a
0: second I was like that that, that makes season <laughs> 1 a little confusing. <laughs> I just I don't think the show knows what to do with Cheryl. Yeah. I don't think it knows how to handle her character, how to give her consistent plot lines like so they kind of just do anything. Dear writers, When you're thinking about um, writing Cheryl or Alice, look at season two. That's what you did right. Yeah. If you look at anything else... Stop. Don't. Get some
1: help. (laughs) I don't know if I said this yesterday or not, but it seems to me that Cheryl is just their token, like, go-to psycho, unhinged person to do crazy things when they need crazy things to happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And And she deserves so much better. No thanks. See? she's, She's a complex human.
0: When I rewatched it this morning, I noticed that, I, I think that Miss Appleyard would have been completely kind to Cheryl and would have even let her continue to be, like, in the front and everything, but I noticed that Cheryl's the one who starts off volatile. Oh, yeah. She's the for one sure. who insults her first, you know? Yeah, Cheryl comes in guns blazing. Like, was Appleyard's response, like, appropriate for a teacher? Absolutely No, not. absolutely not. But- there is something to be said for, you know, hostility meaning hostility. Yeah. Which I Which goes to her maturity. Level. Are okay. you talking about the body shaming thing? Yeah. Because this is before the body shaming thing. Oh yeah. That's this cool. is when she's literally just like, Hey, I just want you to know that this is a cheer squad, so we're gonna do cheers and not musical numbers, okay? And Cheryl's like, How dare you? And I'm like, You're not the coach, Cheryl just be and like i think that everything miss appleyard does other than the body shaming thing which i think is completely unnecessary and the the only reason it was in there was to make her like a little bit unlikable every single other thing she did was totally valid she literally was like i'm i'm the coach you're the athlete here's the divide i'm ahead of you i mean i think that's completely fair and i do think she's in the right but i think she comes off condescending immediately yeah totally I would, like is gonna make Cheryl react the way she does because she's Cheryl. Sure, but if you're the professional, oh yeah. and you were hired to do this, I just think she could have like came in a little softer and maybe gotten a better reception. And there's also something to be said for the fact that she completely attacked Cheryl's leadership style immediately. Yeah, by then, saying like, knowing her. yeah, exactly. That's well, because she's not she supposed to be the leader. I know, but she's like, what you've been doing is stupid. Which is, like, oh, gotcha. what, the, like, it's so invalidating. Yeah. Because, like, it, it may have been what she thought was stupid, but it was working for the Vixens. Yeah. I guess because they weren't going to any competitions or anything. She's trying to get them to go to competitions, you know? She says that she won nationals three times. Or not one, but, like, took them to nationals or something. Yeah. You know, like, I think she's just doing what has worked for her in the past, and she's not considering what works for each individual, like, group of girls exactly exactly. and like you have to evolve with like the the era that you're in and like yeah a combination of lip syncing performances and cheer Mm -hmm. is cool Mm -hmm. like especially with like more modern like updated songs why not like a classic cheer to me is going to be like really boring, <laughs> especially yeah. now after like watching the Vixens. So when um Cheryl brings Appleyard the muffins, is she actually trying to work with her or not? Because yeah, I think she is. Because oh, you think? No. Yeah, her, no. the way that she talks is like still really, really no. rude. So it's, like, hard to tell whether or I think it's not. just a Cheryl... Yeah. Like, Cheryl's trying to work with her so that she gets her way. I think she's trying right, to yeah. get her way, but I think it's, like, a bees with honey situation. No, oh, So it's, like, okay, I, demanding my way didn't work, so I'm gonna try to be nice about it and mm-hmm. still get my way. Right. But Cheryl's version of nice is different from other people's. Right. Right. I'm just saying, like, in Cheryl's head, she was like, okay, an olive branch in the form of muffins. So she's like, I'm the coach. And I'm like, yes, I'm with you. And then she's like, I'm here to body shame you. And I was like, oh, I'm not with you anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm good. Thanks so much. Completely unnecessary. Literally only there so the writers make her unlikable. And uh, I think it's stupid. It's like, and so that Cheryl say, my body's perfectly prone. Yeah, And, like, having her be controlling would have been enough, just by the way. Totally. Yeah, like for sure. Having her slowly invalidate Cheryl's leadership style would have been, like, much, like, more effective, I think, than just straight up body shaming someone who has an amazing body. Yeah. Yeah. So they say that they're going to go on strike and Principal Honey's like, I'll consider this because Mm -hmm. he's right. Like, I mean, if there is no cheerleaders, then that's kind of sucky. Exactly. Um, so Cheryl is reading The Art of War, so she's literally reading military tactics at this point. <laughs> Tony's only here for telling Cheryl things she's a prop.
1: Yeah. Wow. Bold statement, considering it's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so Miss Appleyard has a shirt that says HCIC instead of HBIC, which stands for Head Coach in Charge, I Oh, hey. deeply stupid. <laughs> the girls are going to be banned from prom if they don't cheer. So... Obviously, they want to go to prom, and Cheryl and Tony are so disappointed in them. I'm like, okay, but, like, they want to go to prom. Like, you can't just, you know? Like, I just, I thought that was unfair of Cheryl. Yeah. It's also unfair to manipulate women into doing their extracurriculars, totally. Yeah. Like, they're they're there voluntarily, you know? Yeah, you can't force people to do, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, but that's That's all I could think about. Like, I think it's unfair of Cheryl in the first place to be like, we're on strike. You know, like, what if these girls are like, my parents are coming to see me cheer, and I want to cheer, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Like, either way, it's like, you shouldn't, like, manipulate people to not cheer, you shouldn't manipulate people to cheer, like, you just have to let people have their own choice. They, you know? Yeah, that was gonna say, like, they need to be able to make their own choices. So once we get to the game, um, Appleyard is still in her office, and Cheryl locks her in. Why wasn't she already at the game? Maybe she was getting something. Plot reasons. Yeah. Plot reasons. Cheryl says that she was HBIC for four years. No one's gonna make you HBIC at 14 years old with seniors on the team. sometimes you're just that good, okay? (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) you're Cheryl Blatza. Yeah. And Veronica's like, yeah, here, here. She's like, with Cheryl. I'm like, where have you even been? Yeah, like... How do you even know the routine? (laughs) I forgot that she was even a victim. Mm -hmm. When did they even practice this? Exactly. So, um, Cherry Bomb is the perfect choice, but I would never listen to this version of the original. Cherry Bomb! I like, I... It was a, the perfect song for it. Oh, for yeah. sure. I actually really enjoyed the choreography. Yeah, mm-hmm. so did I. It was really creative. As
1: someone who danced for 10 years and has a lot of problem with the past choreography in the show, I thought it was great.
0: <laughs> it's upsetting because the choreography for, like, the cheerleading stuff is always so good. So much
1: better than the actual but the musicals. musical
0: choreography is always so bad. Yeah. I'm like, what terrible opinions do you have of musical choreographers? And also, last year for Heather's, choreographer was supposed to be Tony and it was worse than Carrie. Yeah it really was. It was deeply disappointing. Thank you. It was also interesting because we had literally just watched the Katya Alaska Cherry Bomb lip sync that day and uh, that was a pretty cool coincidence. Right? Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. That's Cheryl. Veronica? Veronica. Yay. Oh Wait, I thought we're, Oh yeah. Then Betty. Right.
1: Got it. I know how our order works. Veronica. Veronica's working on making her rum and she's used her avalita's recipe with a twist. Her rum is spiced. (laughs) Wait, but what I love about that is that she literally just like she just adds spices. Yeah, she's like, is this part of it? She's like, yeah, that's one of the
0: spices. She just put all spice in her rum. Yeah. (laughs) It's, an, it's like an everything bagel, but it's an everything bagel. It's like, mm, this is uh, rum that I would get at Red Robin. <laughs> she and Reggie both think it slaps, but um, honestly, they're teenagers, so how would they really know um, if it slaps? Wow, yeah. this is the only rum we've ever had. It's delicious. We <laughs> yeah, have nothing to
1: compare it to because we're teenagers.
0: She pitches Luna rum to a group of local restaurants. Who knew Riverdale had more than one restaurant? Not me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. She's successful and she sells several cases. Hiram decides he's suing Veronica for a patent for patent infringement because one of those restaurant owners is a friend of his. Even though Veronica added spices, she still used the core recipe, so it is still the same thing and he's allowed to sue her. He asks her to team up with him instead of continuing this exhausting battle and she tells tells him to keep walking because it's too little too late. Uh, I'm genuinely proud of her in this moment. True. Reggie has an idea to get back at Hiram during the game so during halftime, they key his car and then pour a bottle of rum in the gas tank. I I love it. After the game, Cheryl offers Veronica a maple snow cone and it gives her a wicked idea. Veronica decides to combine her rum with Cheryl's maple syrup and create a partnership. Cheryl comes in for a taste test at Pops and, son of a b, she's in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Veronica, you have to change the core <laughs> recipe of the rum, or you will continue to be sued right. over and over and over again. I said this last night. I yeah. said, I said, okay, so I'm gonna make a soup recipe, mm-hmm. and what I'm gonna do is go buy a Campbell's soup and then add a little more salt, and hopefully, Campbell's won't be mad. Right, <laughs> and then I'll sell it for way more. <laughs> Just put some cardamom in your chicken soup, and yeah. then it'll be different. Yeah. <laughs> That's a treat, Veronica is so sure that this rum is different enough, I, and I'm just like oh. she. I think it's supposed to imply yes. that she reformulated it. I, it it has to maybe maybe if she form like maybe if the maple syrup is fundamental in the like mm. creation of it and not just an accent flavor. Mm. Yeah, like if she somehow I don't know how making alcohol yeah. works. So if it's somehow like important in like the distilling process, I would buy it that it's different enough. Yep. But like they don't make that clear.
1: Maybe. Maybe instead of maple-flavored
0: rum, they're going to make rum-flavored rum flavored maple syrup. syrup. Mm, that sounds They should disgusting. do that. That sounds smarter, but I don't know if that's Like, I work. don't know how the whole patent
1: thing works, but I'm assuming, like... But I don't think they're drinking maple syrup out of shock. I'm glasses. Go- Well... I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb with absolutely no knowledge, but probably if, like, the recipe is, like, 51% original like forty nine percent, like the, her, yeah. her abuelita's base, then yeah. like it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I have no knowledge of these. Things. No,
0: I think, that's, I think that's probably. But I'm close saying it accurate. with confidence. Yeah, sure. Veronica says that the Luna name comes from her grandma, but did her grandma not get it from her grandfather? Like she would have had a maiden name, right? You know? take it? Did she not take her? Well, name? Hiram says that Hiram that was his, his father's name. Father's name. So um, it's a little confusing. Like, obviously, it's like of the fabricated story or whatever, but like that was just a little confusing. Like, I get I get why she says it and, like, because she's using her Abelita's recipe mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But I still wish she had just changed her name to Gomez. Yeah. So someone buys a case of her alcohol but then tells Hiram. And at the game, we were confused last night watching it because we were like, who's that lady that Hiram's sitting next to? I paid attention and I think the lady who buys a case is the lady that he's sitting next to you. Because he says that he knows her. Oh. Okay. I think. I think that's the link. Also, the implication that Hiram has friends. Yeah. He's like, I, I have a friend to open. He has like, associates. I'm like, so so you basically have all of them living in terror and that's the one that ratted first, is, yeah. Is that not what a friend is? Mm, oh, okay. <laughs> so she says, listen, dad, I know that I can't serve rum here, but I can make it. And I'm like, no, no, you're a minor. Every Okay, whatever the rules are. The core of the recipe is the same, so stop or I'll sue you. Should we work together? And Veronica says, no, it's too late. You have burned me too many times, which like Sam said, it's, we're finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Reggie's got a revenge plan and um, gosh, I miss veronica and reggie together agreed uh, it's really nice that it seems like their relationship is like repaired and you know like they're friends which is nice but i just loved when they schemed together yeah i loved that for them cheryl hands the snow cone to veronica and says care for a lick that was weird also that's not how you eat a snow cone nope they they did that and i was like i've watched enough instagram edits to know that people ship cheryl and veronica mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, they did it this is them. weird, but it's for the gays and yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> they did it for them. I just feel like if you just lick a snow cone, then the ice is going to become like hardened and then like, like it's going to melt a little bit and then it's going to harden. And it's like, that's just, you can't eat a snow cone like that. I do both That's a likes. very odd way to eat a snow cone. No. Don't, usually you have to like, I don't know, I lick and bite. I just feel lick like it must have been because biting snow cones is not very glamorous and yeah. Veronica is glamorous. It's also probably, like, easier to do that with prop food. Right. Ooh, good point. So now they have the maple syrup because Cheryl didn't sell the company to Aunt Cricket. Yep. Hiram has a vanity plate in which it's just his name in all caps, except for the I is a (laughs) lowercase. (laughs) Hi-rum! It just, it it was, yeah. Hi. Hi! Like, Hello. is he saying hi-ram? Is it hi- high- oh, never mind. That's not how high ram is spelled. I thought it was hi and then rum because he thinks rum, but that's not but how high ram is I, I spelled. I can see why your brain did that, yeah. though. Yeah. Maybe it's because he was called the ram in high school. That's That was my thought as well. No. Hi-ram. Yeah. Okay, so they scratched the car. I like how, okay, yeah, it was probably that he was keyed and then they put the rum in the gas tank, but when I first saw it, I didn't realize that the bottle was in the gas tank, and so I thought they had broken a bottle and then used a bottle of Luna rum to scratch it. Oh, oh, no, oh I, that fully, would have been cool! No, I fully had that thought as well. Yeah. I thought that they'd broken the bottle, scratched it, and then stuck it in the gas tank. Yeah, okay, yeah, I hope that's that's what happened. Yeah. And um, FB would be like... Good, good. So now he has to get his tank emptied, right, or else it's gonna explode. Yeah. Also, I think we just, um, as I said when we were watching it, we need to shout out Veronica's graphic design on her rum bottle because mm. it oh, is yeah. so nice. It's gorgeous. All right. Art Deco is everything to me. Thank you. And then, like we said before, okay, but just by putting in the maple to the rum, you still have to change the base recipe of the rum, okay? I don't know how science works, I just know that it's really good for you. Mm. <laughs> and then my last note was just, I do love a Cheryl Veronica team up, though. Yeah, I would ship, like, Sharonica. It's a very, that was a very short storyline. Veronica was mostly spending a lot of time in everybody else's storyline, really. Which is fine. I mean, at least it's not all Hiram-based. So true. Absolutely. I'm literally
1: so sick of the Hiram-Veronica battles. Yes. It's a mood. I'm done. Hey
0: Casey. Hey Ron. Can you tell me about Patreon? Would you yes.
1: like me to tell you about Patreon? I absolutely can. I would be honored to tell everyone about Patreon. Oh my god.
0: Okay. Patreon
1: is a service where you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Wow. And I don't know if you know this, but the Afficionados actually have a patron. Pat- nope. Actually, we do have a patron. You are one of them. They have one me too. single patron, and it's me. Ha ha ha. Hey, where is the Afficionados Patreon? I would love to tell you. It's in the description of this podcast. Uh-huh. If you're a lazy bum, yeah, or if you can That's remember. Remember this: it's Patreon.com/slash/theafficionado. There you go. And um, what perks do you get as a patron? Um, thank you so much for asking. So okay. you get you get a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, they're all listed there. Okay, but if you'd like me to tell them to you, I will do that now. I would love, I would love for that, which is kind of like why I asked. But like, um, some of the perks you get, uh, you get early access to the pods at yeah. least a day, at least a day, sometimes more. You know, the lost podcasts—they're not only my favorite, but um, they're also like the ones that tend to come out like the earliest because because she has more time to edit. Um, so yeah, you get early access to the pods at least a day, sometimes more. Every year on the uh anniversary of the form their their creation um you get a personalized postcard sent to you um i just got mine a few weeks ago because their anniversary was a few weeks ago and it was really cute did you like the design yeah it was really pretty and i don't know if you know this but um britney she she designed it and she's um one of the co-hosts oh, yeah. of the aficionados
0: all right um betty
1: yes betty in the jet betty in the jet <laughs> betty in the
0: Jug. Okay. I wish you didn't see that. Cool story, guys. Okay. Betty is back on the blue and gold as its only member now, and Mr. <laughs> Honey has assigned her to write a story about the football team for Spirit Week. Betty, being Betty, immediately gets a lead that is far more interesting than your typical sports fluff piece, uh, and while interviewing Archie Monroe and Reggie, Reggie tells her that Stonewall doesn't play to win. They play to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Like a good reporter, Betty immediately starts looking for proof and interviewing Stonewall players and players that from every school that they've played against. Brett calls her sweetheart because of course he's that kind of disgusting and tells her that football is a gladiator sport where you're meant to slaughter your opponent. No Tino shade, this kid should probably be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> At Pops, Betty has a rotating door of players who have all been beaten up by Stonewall. One guy tells Betty that the coach for Stonewall actually pays his players to cause damage to the other team. Cue a classic BMV scam. Uh, is this the first scene they've had together all year? Anyway, turns out it's not a BMV scam, just a V scam, because Betty can't sneak into Stonewall parties because uh, Brett knows who she is. And also, Jughead? Did we all forget about Jughead? Veronica sneaks in as Monica Posh and immediately tries to hit up Brett for the tea on his violent streak. Uh, He's absolutely revolting, so the first thing he says to her is really disgusting. She manages to get close to him anyway and nearly tricks him into outright saying he busted Monroe's knee, and then Jughead busts her. Betty and Jughead have a good conversation about the secrets they've been keeping from each other and how they don't actually want to do that. It's quite healthy. Honey ends up shooting down Betty's story since she doesn't have any actual proof yet, so she ends up writing the fluff piece anyway. She goes to the game with Jughead because apparently she's not a vixen anymore. Uh, Brett tries to intimidate her after the game, but it only makes her more determined to kick his ass and expose him for being the worst. Betty goes to Mr. Honey with an idea to form a quiz team in the next couple weeks to take on Stonewall, and he approves. Cool. Guys, I can't tell you how much more interested I am in the quiz team than I am in football. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> in terms of team sports, I'm team quiz team. Yes. I'm a little confused as to why they chose to do that. Like, next, um, next episode is called Quiz Show, mm-hmm. and it's about, you know, there's a movie attached to it and everything, so, like, it makes sense. It's just, like... I'm just not really sure why the writers chose to do this other than like wasting time because they have so many episodes. It's also funny that from the tiny trailer we got at the end of the episode, it looks like it's actually a filmed show. That yeah. On, which is like rather than like it's a really scalastic decathlon. Like, right, a high like, I, like they'd be at a high school theater on stage. Mm-hmm. Like like a spelling bee. Yeah. And there yeah. would be no one in the audience because no one would care. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, on a film set. Also, Brett, (laughs) you do too many things. Put some back. He's trying so hard to get into, like, every major school. And Yale's just like, calm down. He's like, yes. Uh, Okay, so Reggie and Monroe are best friends, and I love it. Thanks. The Marchie looks are prime this episode. Robin went back and uh, replayed them at least once. But I think her heart did it three times. Well, there's just, like, there's this moment where, like, Betty is talking to them, and then and then Monroe looks at Archie, and then Archie looks at Monroe, and then they finally look at each other, and I'm like, this was an accident, but it's great. Thanks so much to the editors for putting in this mm-hmm. clip specifically. We paused the first time we were watching, and Robin accidentally paused while they were, like, looking deep into each other's eyes. <laughs> and we, we sure were I like, oh, Wow. <laughs> Exactly. It was absolutely an accident. Yeah. Um, So yeah, a recruiter from Notre Dame is coming for Monroe. They talk about how they play dirty. Why is Monroe Reggie's hype man? I wrote. It was this really great moment where Reggie's just like, they play dirty. And Monroe goes, dirty! (laughs) Dirty! Like, for some reason I really love that because I mean Reggie was pretty threatened by Monroe. Totally. And once Archie was like, hey, toxic masculinity, Reggie was like, True. You right. And now they're best friends. They're best friends. I really loved and you could see the beginnings of it when Monroe was gone for an episode and Reggie went, Hey, when's Monroe back? Right? Meh, I was best like, friends. Are you guys the Riverdale high equivalent <laughs> of Sweet Pea and Fang? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So <Swags. laughs> Sorry. Reggie says they don't play to win, they play to hurt. And Betty uses this quote later to Brett like it's some like deep thing, but it was just some stupid thing that Reggie said. right? <laughs> She's like, they said that you play to hurt. How do you feel about that? And Brett's like, uh, yeah, sounds dumb. Sounds it's like, like, like someone I'm, dumb said it. That's not the descriptor I would have used, yeah. but okay. Though I will say... How amazing is it, like, and amazingly on brand, that these kids are bribed with money to mm-hmm. do things? And I'm like, but don't they also have a lot of it Do they need more? Right. Yeah. So interview Brett, you know him. So she's like, yes, I do know him. I knocked him out due to him being terrifying. Yeah, she's like, so, um, I have we're a not friends. person. Yeah. Hey, Brett, please do not call Betty Sweetheart. Please. He's talking about how football is a gladiator sport and you have to slaughter your victims. Yeah, like football isn't patty cake, but it's also not that. Like he doesn't grasp the understanding that um it's also a, a game. Right. Exactly. It's for funsies.
1: Like, just relax.
0: Yeah. So, Betty's talking to these guys, and one of them is from Sabrina. What? Baxter High. Yeah, his name is Billy Marlin, and he was in Sabrina, and I expected, like, I looked at his cast, because I expected to see, like, Sabrina characters' names on it. Nothing. Uh, but I couldn't, I didn't really see anything on there, which is kind of lame. It's like, if you're gonna give him a cast, then, like, give me some Easter Yeah, like, put, like, a little bit. Alright. But, um, this is the first Sabrina character to be on Riverdale. Hey, did his cast say Jughead Jones was here? <laughs> uh, no, because Jug doesn't know him. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. I think it said, you rock on it, at least one. At least that was one of the things. Can you cases. imagine? So he broke his arm, obviously, recently. Um, well, he didn't break his arm. I, Brett Someone didn't. broke it. They pay off the refs, and the coach plays, pays players to hurt people. Um, so Betty goes to talk to Veronica. Veronica's immediately in. She's like, I love the moment when she's like, are you willing to wear a wire? And Veronica's like, yes! Let's do it. It's like, absolutely. literally anything for you, Yeah. So she's like, I know what I'll use. My alcohol. And we're like, sure, I? whatever. I, I, sure. She's like, like you know the, who I the guess. work it is for my alcohol? More Underage kids who will be caught with it, and then they'll wonder how they got it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah. So Veronica's talking to Betty via the wire, but it she's talking pretty loud, and it probably looks like she's talking to herself, and she looks like a crazy person. Yeah. So it's hosted by the secret society, but there are a lot of people there. Yeah. So it's like if it's hosted by them, but there's more than just them coming, and if so, then it's not a secret. But it's not a secret. So like the fact that Jughead's there, he didn't even have to say that he was part of the secret society who's just like it was hosted by the secret society so I'm here you know I was invited I mean okay to be fair a lot of school secret societies aren't that secret right
1: so my like school didn't have
0: any secret society that, you, as, know that you know of yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the moment in the trailer where Brett's just like go back to my room blah 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 you know me a sane person thinks oh he must say that after she's already like been trying to seduce him or whatever mm. nope first thing he says to her He's just being gross. Yuck. So I wrote, what a horrible first impression. And also, Jonathan, why did you laugh? Oh, yeah. Jonathan laughed at the joke and it wasn't funny and it was bad. And Veronica Leary was like, uh-huh. why I have <laughs> to keep talking to you now. Really <laughs> like, great. You know what, though? What a great display of like what women have to do like yeah, when you're yeah. in public and men are hitting on you. It's just kind of like the compulsory like, haha. Yeah. I don't want to die right you. now. I'm laughing so I don't die. So he's about to tell her, but then Jughead shows up. Um, Jughead hates parties, so like, why is he there? Was he forced to go because he's part of the Because he's, no, he's, he's turning into one of them. He, he doesn't was, even have—he doesn't even have any friends there. Like, I feel bad for him. He's—he's—he's he's, he's trying to fit in. He's yeah. entirely there as a prop. Yeah. Like, oh, he's there to bust Veronica. Yeah, It's just that I think it's interesting, like, a month ago, like, Betty was saying to Jughead, like, a month ago you hated these people, like, why do you want to fit in with them? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, this is where Jughead's arc is going, is, like, he's going to be friends with Brett and everybody now. Right. And ditch his Riverdale friends. Right, like, is that why Brett and Donna seem so upset that Jughead's dead? I think so. And, like, do they, like, Betty kills Jughead because he turns into one? Like, I don't know. Which makes no sense because then the whole, like, development... Jug had had about like his grandpa and everything just kind of is Flopped. being erased. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I only just realized yesterday that Monica rhymes with Veronica. Oh, okay. Yesterday? Yeah, like when I watched it and he went Veronica and he was like, "I thought your name was Monica." She's like, "Yeah, that's what he said." <laughs> was I was like, "Yesterday." I was like, "Oh, old. that's probably why she chose it." Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Bless your heart. Um Did so, you figure out that Monica Posh sounds like Veronica Lodge? Yeah. I think that they could have tried harder with Posh. Yeah, though. they probably could have. So Betty says that the article probably won't work. She's talking to Jughead about it. And she goes to basically I didn't really put any notes on that scene with Betty and Veronica. Or Betty and Jughead. He says, Sorry for lying to you. They just have a They're really like, healthy okay. relationship that is continues to be good. They're like, Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. Now we're good. Mr. Honey and his spirit week outfits has been a real treat. Yeah. That's been pretty funny. He unironically wore a lot of those. Yeah. So he says he's not printing her article because it's not the piece that he asked for and she doesn't have any proof. <gasps> oh, is this where we talk about Casey's theory? Which one? About Mr. Honey? I think that Honey is DuPont's son. Oh yeah, go ahead. That's that was it. it. That's the theory. <laughs> okay, well, what do you have to
1: back it? Literally nothing except that they give off this- uh, they both have glasses. Okay. They give off the same creepy energy. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not wrong. My dad has
0: glasses and me and Callie both have glasses.
1: It's true. My dad also has glasses. I also have glasses.
0: They kind of look alike, too. Yeah, I I don't know. Just a little. Middle aged. I mean, all men look the same to me, but. Mm. With brown hair. Mr. Honey looks less like a turtle.
1: (laughs) I, I, yeah. DuPont looks
0: like a turtle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He really does. That's what happens when you get older, though, sometimes. He's coming for Mitch McConnell's game because he's a turtle. Um, Um, so after, oh, go ahead. Oh,
1: yeah, that's it. That's my theory. Uh, Well,
0: and he's, he's kind of defensive of Stonewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think,
1: um, maybe he's trying to, like, I don't know, get Riverdale, like. Trying to take down Riverdale High from the
0: inside out. That, yes. Yeah. Those words came from my mouth. So after, (laughs) after the game is over, Brett is on a gross high horse. So he has to come and gloat to Betty. I hate that man. And he says that he likes winning against her. He's so gross. Like, he's so gross. So Betty writes the original article and she wants to start a quiz team. Not sure why the writers chose to do this other than just to waste time. I would 100% be on a quiz team. Would I love, love writers Wasting time. I think it'd be fun. Like, I would just, I feel like i would get be nervous because I was like, I was like, ask me about Harry Potter. And they're like, this is about Lord of the Rings. And I'd be like, no. But like, you would be so good at a quiz team <laughs> because <laughs> do the Tom have her. No. No. <laughs> no. You absorb facts like a sponge. You no, but I don't know it what to, but, but I wouldn't know what to study for you, you study like broad subjects like being on jeopardy I have so many other things to do <laughs> I wanted to say that she I really love that she calls Brett a scumbag in front of honey and he's like mm, yes mm-hmm. he doesn't. he doesn't do anything she's like that scumbag Brett and he's like true right. <laughs> He, right, 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 right. And then my last note for this storyline was just that Honey is, like, deeply creepy in this scene. For why? Because he's channeling his father. <laughs> it's just really creepy. Yeah. He he doesn't give off a vibe that says, I'm a friendly school administrator that you could definitely talk to. Like, he's just been, like, very hard and strict until now. And now he's like, ooh, Betty, you're going to get me a win. You're going to get me a trophy for my trophy case. Ooh, it's gross. Yeah, I'm like, why? Okay what like who who told him to do that this character has to have more of a long game because he's too weird to not because there's there's one way to say yes I would like a trophy in my trophy case here's the first way the way that i expected honey to do it ah yes I would like a trophy in my trophy case you should do it betty Dude, And you're the way so that proud. he does it yeah the way he does it is Ooh! (laughs) I want a trophy. Like he makes a really gross sound. Are (laughs) you gonna do that for me, Betty? It's so weird. I'm uncomfortable. It's gross. Uh, I don't know why they chose to do that. Um, It's Such a weird nuance to put on top of it. I feel like they told him to play him creepy. Yeah, but like you can play creepy without if they predatory. I have questions for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jughead.
1: That's me. That's you. My second summary. That's a mess. (laughs) Me and my life. All right, Jughead story. Jughead is applying to Yale but feels bad taking an interview since Betty didn't get in. Brett with one T thinks Strug's laptop is old and gets him a new one because he's in love with him, question mark? I don't know. (laughs) What? He goes to a weird hacking initiation for the Quill and Skull where everyone starts talking about grossly personal and triggering traumas? Jug tells everyone that when he was a kid, he watched a bunch of bad dudes beat a guy who always looked out for him when he was homeless and stood by and did nothing. He feels bad about that. DuPont is weirdly nice to Jug, but ask him to... Sorry, that's just full on scribble. DuPont is weirdly nice to Jug, but ask him to get ready to ditch her article about... The game—it's weird. It's like all these cross, crisscross That's things so and scribbles weird.
0: don't make any sense. My bullet point—I just don't know what case case.
1: this word I wrote was. Article about
0: the about the football game about the, <laughs> about the... controversy about the about oh, the. Oh, <laughs> Looks like it says hinky. <laughs> it is hinky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says <laughs> about either of us. <laughs> <laughs> <It> <laughs> <is> <laughs> something hinky's going on.
1: DuPont is really nice to Jug and asks him to get Betty to ditch her article about the hinky stuff going on with Stonewall's football team. And he says, Frick no, that's my girlfriend. Jug aces his interview and gets into Yale. Yay, but wait, so did Brett with one T. Gross. <laughs> that's it. I told you it was
0: a summary. I didn't tell you it was going to be a good summary. <laughs> I thought it was right. Maybe. I Um, So originally I thought that he was typing on his typewriter because Brett was like, that thing's old. And I was like. Jughead owns an old thing that he typed Yeah, I also thought that. You're not alone. Yeah, and so he was like, shouldn't you get a new one? And I was like, um, Betty gave that to him. Please don't break it. But it turned out to just be his laptop. I have my own problems with him, like, getting rid of his laptop because, like, obviously Jughead has a connection with his laptop and he, like, says that he's superstitious and and doesn't want to get rid of it. that's not yours. He's been writing the whole show on that one laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, potentially because Jughead didn't seem that upset, like- he still has his old laptop and can move his files over, but originally I was like, sir, is your entire Baxter Brothers novel gone because he switched you laptops? Did he steal it? I don't think so, because <gasps> Jughead would be more upset. If that he
1: stole there's no, it! There's
0: no way he, he, Jughead could know if he stole he it. He stole it! But DuPont knows that Jughead wrote it. Well I but feel DuPont, like DuPont has, is not the most morally... Okay. I think DuPont has a secret endgame. There has to be a specific reason really that weird. Brett did this. There's right. no reason for Brett to buy him a new computer. Too nice. It, yeah, it's, yeah, too, it's nice. too nice. There's too an agenda there. We just don't know what it is yet. And right. I definitely think it's that he stole the book. He like, stole I, the book. I put in my review that Brett being creepy nice is almost worse than him being an outright bully. Mm. And I... I stand by that amount. Thank you for joining us, Kobe. So he has his old computer, but like, what about his stickers? Like, I've looked at that Guy Fox sticker all oh, series, yeah! and <laughs> I'm gonna miss that Guy Fox sticker. Hey, he just has to hit up Redbubble again, okay? It's time for a so change. True. Like, it's nice to have a new laptop, but I, I don't know, like, where did his other one go? I would be really upset. If, like, all my stuff suddenly disappeared. Mm -hmm. So why would DuPont tell the recruiter about him if he hates him? Why did he choose Jug as the writer? He has an endgame. Like, what's his ulterior motive? There has... Yeah, you're right. There has to be some kind of endgame. Like, DuPont and Brett, just their motives keep changing, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing. I'm hoping there's an endgame, but it's Riverdale. So it could be that their personalities just change depending on what the writers need them to do. Right. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. Okay. But I'm on DuPont's side for this one particular thing. He says, okay, I'm getting you an interview for Yale. And Jughead says, okay, well, I mean, that was my girlfriend's dream school and she didn't get to go in. And he's like, okay, well, don't be an idiot and turn down this opportunity just because she didn't get in. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, No, know you're right. And it's like, totally. That's why when Betty is like, I would never tell you to not take it because of me. Or exactly. Whatever. And then you get the flash forward. So that's kind of like marred a little bit and it's confusing, but I'm like, thank God, like Betty's uh, a level-headed human being about this because I would never want somebody to be like, can you please not follow your dreams? Because it makes me uncomfortable. Exactly. I'd be like, freak you. Be like, okay, so that I, now I have a different dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, if you got into Yale and I didn't, I would want you to go to Yale. Thank you. Mostly because I'd have to work really hard at things that I don't understand at Yale. And I I, would probably hate it. They're going to need your full-time job so that she can pay for Yale. So you're not going to Yale. Okay, okay, okay. But Betty wouldn't kill Jughead just for a school. Like, if this is the truth for the flash forward, whatever, if that's the truth, there must be something. There's something else to it. There's oh something. my god, there's, there's something. There's Thank literally no reason for Betty to do that, for sure. Betty tells Jughead to ace something. Ha! Thank you. That's, uh, Robin Wright's <laughs> for me. <laughs> so he gets a new computer, but what about his files? And then Brett's like, hey, we're going to have a creepy meeting at 10 p.m. And Jughead's like, that's past my bedtime. I can't go. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm not indoors and comfy by nine, I'm upset. Mm -hmm. So Brett is late because he was too busy hurting people. Yeah, as you class. People that I care about, so Mm. how rude. So they're telling secrets and we're just going to forget Jonathan and Joan because we always do. Yeah, who cares about that? They're props. Okay, I have a theory. Tell me the theory. I'm so excited about this one. so excited about this when she was doing her notes earlier. Oh my god, okay. I'm really excited about it. So Brett says that he is recording the secret for his archive. My theory is that Jughead will go back in the archive and find his grandfather's or DuPont's secret. (gasps) I don't know what the secret's going to be, but I have a theory that because he said he was recording it, that we're going to go back into the archives and find somebody else's secret. Ooh. the um what? who flew out the window what's his name chipping we really need his secret yeah oh yeah like uh dupont had something on him why he check him out the window yeah and also how did the window get fixed so fast <laughs> so my theory not necessarily that we're like depend i don't know what the information we're going to get from it but i have- my theory is that we are going to get a secret Because of the archives. Because he said he's recording it. Agreed. Um, How many of these skulls do they have? Because uh, Jughead just like smashed one last episode. They've got to be from Michael's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like how many people have you killed? (laughs) (laughs) They got (laughs) (laughs) a discount after Halloween. Probably.
1: Smart thing you do. Don't pay full price. Exactly. There's always a
0: coupon. Pick a token adult. So Donna's secret is that her uncle made a pass at her. But it's not super clear whether or not anything, like, actually happened or not. Or if he just, like, tried something. I hate this entire plot. Thank you. But, so then she tells her mom. Her mom didn't believe her because it's probably, like, her mom's brother. And that's why she self-harms and um plus all that stuff that happened with chipping apparently also like that's where i'm like okay i'm kind of a lot of things are telling the truth constantly a lot of things are getting piled on top of donna and i don't like it yeah it's it's really gross it's like donna just absorbs every single like female trauma and Mm -hmm. i'm like like that absolutely happens to people all the time Yes. yes Uh, so it's, like, understandably realistic for, like, that to happen, but I don't, I don't like the way it's being done. On no, the and the show right. isn't
1: equipped or willing
0: or ready to, like, deal with it the way they should exactly what's happening I feel is that it's like somebody's being like here is some representation for somebody who's feeling this way like so if this happened to somebody like here's some representation for them they see themselves on in the media they see and like but she's not doing anything she's not getting help or anything and they literally literally only just here to be like (gasps) they talk about it for three seconds and then they move on you know exactly it's like Riverdale's like Ah, this is topical and th- but they don't like have the time or and Do- and Donna's not like an important enough character for them to like unpack this the way they should, right. So it's just kind of salacious and gross instead mm-hmm. of being like unpacking sexual trauma. Yeah, so so speaking of sexual trauma, Brett got raped. Yeah. I, I guess. guess like yeah, yeah. Like, by definition by a prostitute because he thought that his dad would full-on kill him if he didn't go through with it. I hate this. This is very, very dark material that they are never going to properly, like, psychologically address and that's why I'm very disappointed in them for doing it. It's like, obviously what happened to him is horrible, but, like, you're just showing that when bad things happen to people that they become bad people and they become bullies, you know? It's like, this isn't really even humanizing Brett for me. Like, it's literally just, like, showing me that if something bad happens to people, that they become bad people and that's not true yeah Ooh, it it's us it's i mean i i guess you could you could argue that these people chose to be bad because they have traumas that are equal to or worse than our heroes and our heroes are still good people mm-hmm. right like if you wanted to stretch it you could anyway i i don't like it and um it's upsetting but i thought it was interesting that brett like legitimately took the took it seriously and, like, actually told his actual secret. Yeah. But it's clear that, like, everybody else in the group already knew it, so he was really only telling Jughead, and he was willing to tell Jughead because Jughead was part of the group. Yeah. But again, if this is the— if there are only the five of them in the secret society, then, like, everybody knows about the secret society because that party's massive! Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Ugh. Veronica shows up and immediately knows it's about the secret society. Mm-hmm. So Jughead talks about how he was homeless, which I think was after he left the trailer, but before the drive-in, maybe?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he
0: was, like, 15. So this guy is named Doc, and he was killed by drunk businessmen. And Jughead didn't help, but... He was, like, 15, so I I don't honestly, like, obviously he feels bad for not helping, but I don't really blame him because you're a kid, and it's not your, it's not, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. So the guy who comes from Yale, his name is Gerald Brooks, and the only thing that I could find by searching the name Gerald Brooks was an Anglican bishop, and I don't think that's what he was named for, so I don't know. Yep. You never know. But he finally finds someone who takes his writing seriously, which is really nice. So then DuPont shows up in his room. And he's like, hey, can I come in? And Jughead's like, yes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My room is very messy. And he spends the whole scene trying to clean up his desk. That is, is the most realistic thing this show has done in a while. Truly world. cool. Like, I love the moments where we just get, like, a little bit of realism. Because Cool, yeah. like, is great in this line. He literally goes, oh my gosh, yeah, like, totally, come in. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's, like, so messy. Ah, like, like it was just yep. real. Yep, He's like, hey, can you discourage your girlfriend from writing that article? And Jughead's like, uh... No, because I don't tell her what to do, because that's a weird thing to do. Like, I live yeah. in the now, and the now is free of patriarchy. <laughs> like, this I wish this moment yeah. was so that the writers can be like, DuPont needs to ask him to come to this thing, mm-hmm. but um, but it's weird that DuPont knows about Betty but isn't telling him about it. Yeah. And so they're like, let's just have him bring it up. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And DuPont's literally like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, because there's no yeah. point... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. You're totally right. They're like, we don't have time for him to argue, I guess. So he's like, okay, well, I hope this doesn't change my chances at Yale. And Jughead thinks that it does. He's like, I'm not even sitting with them because I'm not going to Yale or whatever. But it doesn't. No. It's like, what's DuPont's deal? I don't know. I think DuPont was like, hey, uh, let's see how like how far I can manipulate you. Sit with us at the game. And Jughead's like, no. Like, I'm not same I'm with my good, friends. though. Thanks, love. So Jughead gets into Yale, except so does Brett. Oh. And, so, and so my first thought... Is like oh man, now we have to keep like living with Brett for like next season or whatever. But I'm like oh, but wait, Jughead's, Jughead's dead. dead. Yeah, but <laughs> either way, like apparently Betty will also be there, so we're still gonna have to deal with Brett. I don't know. But um, my last note for this storyline was just that FP is so proud, and I think that's so great. He's such a good dad. Yeah, um, I just like really have enjoyed their like relationship arc and okay, and how it's like consistently gotten better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that it's still good. I like that. Right. So lastly, the flash forward. One month later, Betty packs up Jughead's things from his dorm room. She stops on a photo of her and Jug. Brett enters the room. He says that she got her wish. Now it's her and Brett going to Yale. She hurriedly, hurriedly packs up the rest. I don't get it. Okay. So my first question was, is this before or after they are charged? I have to look. Okay. So this is, it says one month later. Yes. Okay. The murder. Like last episode, we got like the murder, I think. Yes. It said four weeks later, but, but that was before the time jump of a few weeks. Yes. Oh, so, right. oh, is so it, he getting murdered like next week? I mean, I'll watch it. But yeah, they're doing the quiz you know? bowl. Yeah, there's like a whole lot of, th- and, but okay, so what, Riverdale doesn't know how time works. Yeah, so epi Jones is 50 writers. years old. We have, this is 410, 411 is quiz show, 412 is the episode with Katie Keene, then we have 413, which we don't know anything about, and 414 is called How to Get Away with Murder. So either 413 is when the murder happens, and then 414 is, like, the aftermath, or 414 is, like, the big one where things are happening. Mm. I think it it might be 414. And uh, currently, I do not know. But that's what I've got. Yeah, True. okay. That's about, that's what I've got. For the height wall, when they go, when they get charged and they go to the height wall, no time frame was given. Um, when they're being charged, when FP comes in and says, you guys are charged, that was, that just said spring semester. Mm. They're just giving me all kinds, like all, all over the map thing. types right. of like. We're still in fall semester because. Yeah. Well, I mean, murder investigations take a long time. Yeah. So it could have taken them from fall to spring to like figure mm-hmm. it out. When they go to see the body, it's a, it's all it says is coroner's office. Mm. So that just gives me... And I'm like, also, oh, Dr. Colonel Jr. Yeah, we'll be like, <laughs> on, comes. And then lastly, the search party, which is at the very beginning of the season, mm. just says spring break. So this so is the, very confusing. Uh, so that's really weird because if he's like... If he's missing... If he's dead four weeks after... What? We love an inconsistent timeline. This would be my... If we hadn't, like, full-on seen Jughead's body, this would be my theory. That they're like, Jughead's dead. And then the search party happens, like, at the very, very end because we find out that Jughead isn't actually dead. And so they're searching for actual Jughead. Mm, Sure. But we've seen actual Jughead's death. Yeah. Well, not his actual death, but his body, like, multiple times. Yeah. So I'm confused... I currently don't have a whole lot to go on, but I look forward to figuring it out. I currently do not think that Jughead will be dead by the end of the season, but I could be wrong. Agreed. Yeah. So first of all, Betty's acting real suspicious in this moment. Oh yeah. Yeah she is. It's sure weird. Is. Super suspicious. Just don't um, suspicious. Don't, she don't, must be, be trying suspicious. to lure him into a trap. In what world could Jughead being dead make it so that she can take his place? Because she wasn't even waitlisted. Yeah that's that's not actually how like schools well, work. but whatever. Like how would that work? She didn't come off that suspicious to me. She like he and says it to her and she looks at him board. she looks at him like hmm and then like as he walks away she like packs it up really quickly. You I know? mean I thought she was like packing up his things and like mourning him. Oh like, being sad that her boyfriend is dead. I just wish that if that were true, that if Brett, if Brett, <laughs> <laughs> if, if Brett was like, hey, Betty, hi, don't, like, save your tears, no one's watching. Like, if she was actually, like, warning, she'd turn to him and be like, frick you, buddy. My like, boyfriend's dead, exactly. you suck. But instead, she she's just anything. like, mm. he's like, you got your wish, now we're both going to Yale, me and you. And she's like, hmm. She just stands there and looks at him, you know? I'm like, what is the deal? I, I think it's a long yeah. con. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. My last thing about this, um, which is just going to have us talk about how garbage we think Brett is. Brett has this moment where he goes, well, you got your wish. Now it's me and you going to Yale. Does Brett think this is about him? Sure does. Brett thinks everything is about yeah. him. Yeah. Brett, everything it's not about, about, about you. <laughs> 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 like, does he think that her wish was not that she gets to go to Yale, but that she and Brett get to go to Yale yeah, together? She, <laughs> I, yep so stupid cool that anybody else have anything else no i'm good all right let's go back to our template because it's time for segments so my first segment is asexual joke. question mark question mark question mark and the answer is yes it was yes i don't care they I even that. said ace in the same scene as him yeah they said ace twice this uh, Jug had actually said ace at the beginning he said Betty, it was uh an ace to ace journalist or an ace detective or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's out there. They're saying it. And my segment is, which milk was the most badass? Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary. I'm, I'm sure. very honored to give that to Mary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And my segment is, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Um, no. They weren't here. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. But I assume they're still living together and they're yeah, great. So Maybe sure. They're acknowledging it privately. Sure. Yeah. They're acknowledging <laughs> it off-screen by kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone's just like, hey, do you want to go acknowledge our... <laughs> do you want <laughs> no, to go? No, 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 Go acknowledge our- our, our obvious history. <laughs> oh,
1: like, yes. And All right. my segment is, is Sweet Pea back
0: yet? No. Mm. Ooh, that's a good segment. Yeah. I. Miss. Him. Me too. Now it's time for our Best Line Award. My Best Line Award goes to Brett and Betty for...
2: You can quote me on that. You
0: can bet your ass I will, psycho. <laughs> my Best Line Award goes to Veronica for... God, I can smell his privilege from across the room really good so good and mine goes to Archie for well there's one time I boxed a bear he's not wrong I mean here's the thing though he didn't even get a punch in yeah like if 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 boxed a bear means a bear took me the hell out yeah I have like I have this this vision in my soul of like that one part in prisoner of Azkaban when the hippogriff just like slashes at Draco and he goes ah it's killed me it's killed me yeah that's Archie yeah (laughs) Archie a better, a more accurate statement would have been, I survived a bear attack once. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a bear boxed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my best line award goes to Reggie and Betty for...
2: You want a quote, pets Sure. I'll give you a quote. Stonewall sucks.
0: Stonewall sucks. Now it's time for our trailer reaction. Oh, yeah, the trailer. I'm excited. I noticed, I noticed that in this trailer, they literally only gave us... Footage from one storyline. It's not a good trailer in terms of, like, revelations. Right. Well, I mean, they've been doing that lately. The CW has really cut back on, like, the length and content of the teaser trailers. Which sucks. I don't respect them for that. I hate it. (laughs) All right, I'm now going to read the little blurb. Blurb. The blurble? Riverdale (laughs) High versus Stonewall Prep. Did you mean literally this episode we just watched? Yep. Okay. Determined to give Frank a second chance, Archie gives him a job at Andrew's Construction. Betty channels her energy into taking Brett down. And sorry, it gets confusing. Channels because, <laughs> because they they put like Archie in in parentheses KJ Appa, Betty in parentheses Lily Reinhardt. Oh, and so yeah. I'm reading it and I'm like, Betty, don't need that part. <laughs> <laughs> channels her right? yeah. energy. Uh, Betty channels her energy into taking Brett. <laughs> down and defeating Stonewall Prep at the Quiz Show Championship, while Veronica and Cheryl team up for an unlikely business venture. Finally, Kevin's date with a new suitor takes a strange and unexpected turn. Cole Sprouse, Machin Amick, Mark Antoilus, and Vanessa Morgan also star. My so, wife! Machin will be there. Yes. Vanessa! <laughs> She's a married lady now. Who do we think is Kevin's new suitor? We have no way of knowing who <laughs> No, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Didn't we guess that it was from the previous things that it was Nick St. Clair? Ew, oh, Nick Sinclair's no supposed thanks. to come in in two weeks. Yeah, in two weeks, I think.
1: Can he um stay home?
0: Maybe it is Nick Sinclair. I don't know. I, I think hope that was it like isn't. one of our guests. That yeah. was yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's watch the or the the trailer. Okay. All right, ready? All right. Three, two, one. Play. Welcome back. To the I still show. think it's weird. That it's on a TV show. A trivia contest. A trivia contest. I like that the other people she picked are. Veronica, Cheryl, and Tony. (laughs) Can you imagine if you never watched Riverdale and this was the first commercial you saw for Riverdale? You'd be like, (laughs) like, what's going on? on. (laughs) Okay, let's see here. So... I don't see any sweet pea. Yeah, it's very clearly a televised thing. I I don't really know what that's about, but... Like, who's gonna watch that? I guess I watch Jeopardy, so... yeah. It's, It's RIVW's quiz show. That's what it says in the back. Okay. It's R-I-B-W. Okay. I don't know well, who that's this man is. So that's the yeah. same place that Alice reports for. So it's it. like a, it's a... Local station. Local channel yeah. station, yeah. Right? I don't know who this guy is. Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, Tony. A trivia contest. For some reason, Jughead is confronting Brett about this, but I don't really know why. Stonewall. Jughead's like, leave my girlfriend alone. And it seems like Betty is really uh, carrying the team here. Yeah. Oh, of course she is. What else is new? So on the team, we have Brett... Joan and Jonathan and probably at the end there's gonna be Donna or they're editing it so that we don't see the fact that Jughead is on the last. (gasps) Is- <gasps> that would be amazing. Oh, and it probably is. It's Jughead. gonna be Jughead. It's gonna be Jughead. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's gonna be Jughead. Ooh, You're right. <laughs> oh, look, Tony gets to press the button. She presses the button. Good for you. Did you just say Tony gets to do Tony, something? Yeah. Something new. Do a trick. Oh yes, Brett is saying to Jughead that they're going to win at any cost. Okay. Always. So yeah, I think that I think that the last player is going to be Jughead. It is. Yeah. You're right. And they Poor specifically fella. put him on the end so they could edit him out of the trailer. Yep. Gotcha. You got him. <laughs> gotcha thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes if you're so inclined please leave us a review on itunes we like those and also also <laughs> you know what i'm leaving it also there's a survey that you can fill out to tell us what you like about the podcast and what we could work on like pronunciation <laughs> even if <laughs> pronunciation. even if you just want to put the little stars that'd be great because your guys's reviews Make it so that if people search Riverdale podcast, we come up, like, closer up in the searches, so. It is cool. Yeah. Algorithm. It'd be super helpful. Thank you. Uh, if you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show, too. We were just talking about it because um, we are going to Unity Days, and so we will be posting a podcast about all the things that we learn about Unity Days uh soon. But... Until then, we have a podcast for, we did season four, season five, season six, we'll be doing the final season, which is season seven, and we're going to be going back and doing the first three seasons, which I'm really excited about because I feel like that was when the show was in its prime, and I'll say it. <laughs> She's right, and she should say You might it.
1: say, when the show was in its
0: primes. This
1: doesn't make sense to anybody who hasn't seen the show. Yeah, you might say it. You shouldn't. But you might. Okay. (laughs) If you like Lost, I have great news for you. There's an Aficionados podcast for that. You know when people say, like, there's an app for that. There's Mm -hmm. a podcast. There's a podcast for that. Any Aficionados probably have one. On the next episode coming out, uh, features a very special guest. Uh, Surprise, it's me. So if you hate me, um, you're not going to like that episode.
0: No, you will. No one hates Casey. That's if you impossible. hate Casey, well, don't talk to me. If you don't like Casey, me and Brittany also talk on the episode, so you can probably get through it. There you you go. Go. Yeah. Oh. Comes out on February 7th. And ten days after that is my birthday. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we love to talk about that show too. Uh, it is personally my favorite pod that we do. I don't know why. Because um, it's a good heckin' show. But it's great. Uh, we are doing season two this year, so keep an eye out. And recording for the first time tomorrow, we are doing a Star Picard pod the show starts today right now the date is the 23rd Mm -hmm. and um yeah so if you like Star Trek if you're new or if you have seen it before um come join us because we have like a whole bunch of things to do on that pod yes we have a teaser out we do you can go listen to that uh right now and shortly after this episode you can go listen to our first episode of Picard it'd be great uh as we are recording, it currently is not on iTunes, but we are working on it, so you can check it out on our SoundCloud. Um, you can join us every Tuesday on the TV Co. app at 7pm PST, so this coming Tuesday, which is the... 27th? 28th. 28th. We're gonna be rewatching this episode. I don't know when this episode of the podcast is coming out, so I don't know if you've missed it or not. But either way, we rewatch the previous week's episode every Tuesday. So, um, you should hang out with us. You just have to find TVCo in your apps, and then you search Afficionados, or you can search Riverdale. It's super easy to find us. Thanks. It's so much fun. You can follow the Afficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Revable, YouTube, mostly Twitter side of tumblr because robin makes gifts of our favorite line awards over there and our patreon is patreon.com slash if you like what we do here please consider donating because it's expensive especially getting picard out there now yikes we need your help more than ever so aficionados podcast at gmail.com the lowest one is a dollar but if you can't donate for any reason please just tell a friend we um we want to have lots of people so that we can have a big discussion about all of the shows that we love yeah thanks You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffer, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow me at Sam Casey's, that's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. And uh, I also write reviews at telltelltv.com. You can find those by going into the Riverdale tag, the Star Trek Picard tag, or just uh, searching my name. (laughs) It's in the description also. thanks! Casey, thank you so much for joining us today! Yay! Thank you so much for having me! tell us where we can follow you slash tell us about
1: your candle company you can follow me personally at casey wall pretty much everywhere that's c-a-s-e-y-w-a-h-l and i also make fandom inspired candles which you can follow at let's see lf candle co on twitter and lost and found candle co on instagram do you have any plans for a river deal collection Funny you mention that, because maybe I do. I um I had people vote for my next candle collection. Um, They could choose between Harry Potter and Riverdale. Unfortunately for you Riverdale fans, Harry Potter beat you by a long shot. So Harry Potter
0: collection is next, but with Adele collection to follow. I'm really excited
1: to do Adele candle.
0: <laughs> uh, next episode is episode four eleven. It's called Quiz Show. So Quiz Show is a 1994 American historical film based on Richard N. Goodwin's memoir, 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 <laughs> Remembering America: A Voice from the Sixties. It stars a bunch of people that I don't recognize, but. There's also Ray Fiennes, a.k.a. uh, Voldemort, Mm -hmm. and also Hank Azaria in a supporting role. Everyone here knows that I love Hank Azaria. Do Do the voice. Do the voice. No. Please! (laughs) Not right now. The film chronicles the 21 quiz show scandals of the 1950s. Despite the film's critical acclaim, it had a disappointing box office return. I didn't know about these quiz show scandals, so I looked it up, and it basically was just that producers were, like, helping people win quiz shows. Oh. In the 50s. So that's what the film's about. Alright. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye!